0: Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Montseur. I'm joined as always by my bright and cheery co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. Hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time. That's a whole new discography per episode. And today we'll be discussing every album by Red Cross. Red Cross. Oh, I'm, I'm rarely as excited for episodes as I am for this one. That's not true, but I am also <laughs> very excited for this one. This is requested on Patreon by Jarrett. Thank you, Jarrett, for, for being patient and supporting us and hanging out with us and requesting a band that really, really fits the bill of what we do here. Not only is it one of those underrated, un, un, brushed under the, the rug kind of bands, but they're heavily associated with the Melvins, who are the greatest band in the world. There we go. Hell yeah. I, I guess we could just jump into quick quick impressions. I bet Alex doesn't like this band that much. No, I don't. Oh, that breaks my <laughs> fucking. I. Love this band. <laughs> I, I, I had a, I've always had a fondness for them. I didn't, never heard very much. Yeah. I literally only heard the first EP when I was yeah. a teenager, which is not exactly indicative of the band. No. But they're always around. I always knew there were this like thing, Ping. influential thing. Yeah. Then of course, the Melvin's connection. So I was like, I need to hear this band's discography. I need to hear all their albums, yeah. even if I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it and it's like, oh, they do this thing. And I like how they do that thing a lot. I uh,
1: doing that thing you do. Um it really does sound like that kind of music. It does sound like that kind of music, and that's ultimately why I just Oh, Alex doesn't like the bubblegum, huh? He doesn't like the pop. It's it's weird. Like in certain in certain instances I do. Um I don't like love this, but I would say for like a good chunk of their discography, I I kind of get it, and then there's a point where I don't get it anymore. And um, yeah, I wanted to like them because the proximity to the Melvins.
0: Yeah, they're like full on. In, they're like what big business was at this point. Not yeah. not as combined, but like there's a whole lot of overlap. Yes, they tour together. I saw Red Cross opening for the Melvins. It's that's like- that's
1: my only exposure to them, and I thought. You know, maybe their live set wasn't the best uh, tragic hit, but oh,
0: it's the thing because uh, when I saw them live, I I, I only recognized like, uh, you know, bits and pieces uh-huh. from like their early stuff, but they were one of the most fun bands to watch live for me. I fucking love watch. I love them live. They're so fun. It was I, like the exact energy and, and level of fun. I'm going to keep using that yeah. word, but it was like. <laughs> The just the 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 campy nature of it, like the way they dress on stage, fucking Steve and Jeff with their suits and shit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then obviously the nature of the music itself. It's very lively and and bubblegummy for the most part. Uh, And it's just a very it's a good time. There's a couple guys having a good time.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Except for me. God damn it. (laughs) Honestly, that was one of the, the more fun. That was. The last time I saw the Melvins, I believe, was when Red Cross opened for them. Um, A friend of mine had gotten, she got free tickets. Nice. And uh, I guess I was the only person she knew that liked the Melvins, which is. About right. About right. Yeah. Uh, And I hadn't seen her in a long time. And uh, we had this kind of weird, complicated history. And it was like a nice time. And it was like a good making amends with everything. We enjoyed a good show. We like left as buddies. And I was like, all right. That was a that was a good wholesome night. Yes. Good wholesome night. Uh so I have a lot of fondness for Red Cross for that. But Nice. Uh the well listening to these albums uh at a certain point I hit one or two albums and I was like they're legit. This is a legit great band. I get what they're doing. They're doing it very fucking well. Mm-hmm. And then I hit another point where i like, oh, I don't I don't this is not for me. It's not for me. I don't love it." Uh and then I went back. And I found myself liking stuff I didn't like at all in the first listen. Like, yeah. one album went from worst to like, oh, that's pretty fucking good, actually. That's quite the switch. Yeah, It's quite the switch. Yeah. A lot of this is like, you will have to be in a good mood for this. It's like, it's it's very circumstantial music. <laughs> I I don't know. I felt
1: like I was in a good mood for this. Maybe not afterwards. Just, I don't know. It's funny because, like, we just did the sword. And yeah. I like, you know, glorified Black Sabbath tribute bands. That's more like
0: Black Sabbath. Though this is more like well, the Beatles and Black Sabbath. I was
1: gonna say that I do understand a, a bit of a hypocrisy where you know I like uh all these glorified Black Sabbath tribute. Oh, bands. right. You
0: mean like bands are derivative of a, of a specific uh, thing?
1: Yes, and this is just like i get it can we
0: move on from no okay <laughs> that is literally what the sword is for black Sabbath. these guys are for like the beatles it's kind of like that or not even just the beatles but yeah. a lot of 60s um or, or power pop a lot of power pop
1: yeah i thought about the walker brothers
0: the walker i didn't think about that but that is a good one mm-hmm. um obviously you think of sparks the quick is a band that the cover more than once and that's a band I, I need to hear more of because i'm starting to realize i love power pop uh but with my love of sparks and all that but there's a fly on my fucking screen. What where, where did that come from? This it's not even a it's, it's like a tiny bitch fly. Hardly alive. It's barely alive. Oh, I'm just gonna leave it. It's not it's not cool. Um so bunch of albums, uh well not that many albums, enough albums. And, bunch
1: of albums, but they're all quick, and I appreciate
0: that. They're very brief. They're very brief. Uh and it's yeah, this band they just don't overstay their welcome. they they seem like really like I don't want to say nerds, but kind of like nerds, at least movie nerds. Oh, yeah. They're, I mean,
1: from what little I've read about them, they are pop culture nerds for sure.
0: Yeah. A lot of the underground cult stuff. um, What's his fucking name? God damn. I forgot the name of the director. I'm going to find out in three seconds and then edit all this out. Oh, yeah. Russ Meyer. Russ Meyer. There we go. Have you seen any of his movies? Uh, What what did he do? He did... Well, the one that made the biggest impact on these guys was uh, Beyond the Valley of, of the Dolls. Oh,
1: no. I, I And then
0: I, fucking Pussy Pussy something. Oh, like Cat fa- Vagina. Kill
1: Faster Pussycat yeah. Kill or something like yeah. that. Yeah, I have not seen... Oh, uh, with,
0: uh, with Asian vampire or <laughs> whatever. What's her name?
1: I, um, yeah, I have not uh, made it a point to watch any of those types of movies.
0: I'm not super... I like the aesthetic. I appreciate the aesthetic. It's like kind of what the the cramps base their album covers off of, uh-huh. which I like that aesthetic. I think it's a it's a cool like retro thing. Um but I'm more interested in Beyond the Valley of the Dolls just for the the sake of what the movie movie is. It was like yeah. it was intended to be a sequel uh but instead they just made it a parody of the original and then got sued by the the writer of the book. Which oh, is man. fucking and now it's regarded as way better. I mean the original uh didn't do very well at all sure and it was kind of pan and the, this one it's like this is the the parody is infinitely better than the movie was parody yeah
1: they uh they did gremlins 2 before gremlins
0: 2 uh yeah basically yeah uh was that made by the same people who made gremlins 1 uh yes oh really yes there's no excuse for that shit then <laughs>
1: no i think well it's kind of a different podcast i i really think it was just like uh i like Kind of self-aware thing where they were like, I can't believe we're doing this. And they just embraced the
0: the insanity of the kookiness. Yes.
1: Like I, you know, there's debate about it, but I view it as a parody movie. I don't like view it in the same way I do Gremlins one.
0: That's probably smarter and better i mean there's a whole keen peel sketch about it which uh, is a great sketch yes listeners if you haven't seen that game. it's fantastic <laughs> it's truly it's in the movie it's in the movie uh so red cross made up of brothers jeff and Stephen mcdonald uh on uh good and focusing guitar and then bass respectively and these two are the most likable dudes in music probably mm. uh and i mean people who know us and know the melvins know steve has been playing bass for the melvins for like the past decade or something that's crazy to me he's like their longest standing bassist that's insane that's delightful it's delightful because i was as i was listening to this band and you know reading about them a little bit i was thinking like they're not the you know the power pop melvins but they're kind of they're very close they have two consistent members with an insane revolving door lineup. We're yeah. not even going to bother with most of the members because <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. Um, and, and then all of a sudden they get hooked up with the Melvins, who also were two dudes with an insane revolving door lineup of members. Yeah. And then they just now they're just all best friends and they, they share members with each band <laughs> now. Dale's now the drummer for, for Red Cross. They tour together, uh, they cover each other's songs. I recognize songs on here because melvin's covered it oh really well, at least at least one okay. at least one and and then they also i think they also share covers like um they'll cover the same songs both fans, oh, okay which, which is yeah it's, it's always it's fun. and they cover the same types of songs that melvin's covered like stone songs or beatles songs and they just fucking melvin's it up or red cross it up yeah which uh it's again it's just a fucking good time Unless you're Alex, <laughs> unless you're me, I can't believe you. I can't no, can believe you didn't like it. It just bums me out because I feel so much joy when hearing so many of these albums. I yeah. feel so good listening to them. You know, I'm not here to rain on your parade. I uh, guess. So, eh. uh, but we have some stuff here, some notes here from our boy, Tom Osmond, our history guy who does a bunch of work for us. So go check him out and all the things Tom Osmond Sounds on all the social media. Tom for all his music uh, and Tom where he writes about music and has interviews and all kinds of good stuff. He also just put out a new album with a existing, non-existent called Industrial State of Mind. You can find the link to that in the description. Uh, but he compiled... Uh, snippets from uh, an interview with the band from 1982 when Jeff and Steve were babies essentially, these, these started out as children in this band mm-hmm. um, another interview from Ultimate Classic Rock from 2019 uh, the bio uh, a 2019 bio for, uh, called From Born Innocent the Red Cross story, this is I want to talk about that Okay, um, because it's like this episode should have come out maybe a year from now to be more thorough because a, a documentary on the band uh it's not being made it is now completed but not released okay they're submitting it to a bunch of film festivals okay and the last the last update was from january of 2023 and it was like they got turned down from sundance and that was like the last update. <laughs> They're still like submitting it everywhere else. Yeah, but uh, even because it was kickstarted, the the guy who directed it is was one of the executive producers for Friends. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I did read that. Yeah, I forgot his name. Uh, Andrew something. And uh, I like the idea.
1: I know it didn't, but I like the idea of Red Cross playing the Friends theme song.
0: That would also make sense. <laughs> they would do it great. <laughs> they would do it great. Uh, so that hasn't come out, and even like the the kickstarter backers they haven't seen anything of it yet or they've like, seen maybe a clip or two
1: i like doing it before the doc we can we did it before it was
0: oh yeah we yeah we beat, we preempt even though yes. they have like a million amazing interviews in the, in the movie and this band inspired everybody apparently which is pretty wild
1: it is wild cuz i
0: don't i don't understand it but okay it's one of those things we're the same way i don't that's not true i understand a lot of albums that have been influential what i don't what bothers me is how they're regarded as masterpieces even though they're like clearly flawed television and then this is like oh you had to fucking be there like mm-hmm. you had to be there when there was nothing like that there yeah. at the time because right now it's like, we've well, heard plenty of this kind of stuff you know fun bubblegummy power pop yeah i thought uh a lot about those uh those like ty
1: seagull adjacent bands and oh. i think that uh that also like put a damper on my
0: yeah well what about it major you... because I don't, I don't feel like it sounds like it very much well maybe a couple albums i just feel like a
1: lot of those a lot of those cats um you know it just feels like this like half-hearted like Oh, this kind of music's kind of easy to play. So we'll do, um, we'll do like this slight homage to like sixties and seventies pop
0: music. Oh, I I disagree. Well, I, I don't. Well, I disagree with the sentiment, not with like the the statement that it sounds like that. Yeah, because these at least Jeff. I think he's a true artist. Uh, I mean, I love Steve, but he's, he says even in a clip uh, or a little quote we have where he's like, Jeff is more of the artist. I don't uh, I don't really want to make it for the sake of making it.
1: I mean, they were doing it in the 80s and 90s when it wasn't cool. So I don't like doubt their authenticity. Yeah. But I think because it is kind of a thing that has like uh, gained a little bit of popularity. Mm-hmm.
0: So the people you were saying, the people that influence are more more f- just following the the thing that they started uh,
1: or like the you know more recent bands that do it yeah if this kind of feels like a, a half-hearted attempt or there is like the act not like a wealth of artists doing it but a, a certain amount doing it where it's just like okay
0: uh, maybe i I, have, I don't know i don't disagree or agree just because it, it could very well be uh i mean like, not it could very well be that that's why they're doing it it's because like it's easy or something but i tend to think that they that's just what they like can, or all they can do
1: can, can you bleep me out huh can you like bleep me out like in a in a like old time radio show like can i can i say it and then you put a bleep
0: oh of course i can, I can do whatever yeah. i'm a professional video editor baby uh, yeah
1: <laughs> bleep that name please
0: i will uh, bleep that name and i'll bleep myself saying it too yes. because i just said it I think I, uh, it's because that's all he can do. Though, here's the thing: even people, we're gonna drive people fucking nuts with like not knowing who we're talking about. I might have to edit the whole thing out, but I like this conversation. Yes, uh, that guy is <laughs> <laughs> whose name that's, will go that, unspoken. That's how
1: every conversation <laughs> about him starts off. That fucking guy. <laughs>
0: I think he's actually really, really talented and he has a a good ear for things that make sense melodically. Mm-hmm. He's good at putting stuff together. I like what he does. I don't think he's that original. Um that, I don't think he's original. Yes. Period. Uh and I don't think he's he doesn't have a mind for uh innovation. Whereas like There we go. Yeah, where you're open to hearing like, what is that weird guy who's no one who no one's paying attention to? What does he think about? about how to make something mm-hmm. like thinking uh going to weird places to find something new. Yes. He's not the type of person to do that. And that's why everything kind of sounds the same and you you get albums from a lot of bands that just kind of go, "Oh, they're just doing a variation of the thing they've been doing since they started." Or if it worked and it got popular the first time, why fuck with that formula? I'll yeah. tell you why you fuck with that formula to be to make different good new art. That's why you fuck with the formula. These guys actually fucked with the formula they ended up sounding like a pretty accessible poppy like anybody can listen to it kind of thing Mm -hmm. but it took a it was several steps in between
1: like i said i have no doubt that these guys are weirdos there was no like nothing to be had making this type of music in the 80s and 90s (laughs) indeed
0: especially when they started out with the punk scene and like the hardcore scene Yes, and they weren't a hardcore band ever 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 (laughs) i hesitate to even call them like a hard rock band at times they have moments of hard rock but i would not call them a hard rock band (laughs) no no not at all even some albums they are big and heavy and chunky and like oh fuck that kicks ass but it's not Uh, it's not hard no no
1: they're like they're like the uh kiss if kiss didn't have money
0: they're, they're basically, and obviously, they're hugely influenced, influenced, influenced by Kiss along with Melvins. Yes, they're the, one of the logos is the Red Cross Army, like the Melvins, the Melvins Army. They cover Kiss like there's, there's, it's no coincidence that their their influences are what they sound the most like.
1: I was also surprised to find out that this band was successful enough to get a lawsuit from the Red Cross because it was spelled
0: well. I don't know if it was successful as much as it is they snuff out anything like like there's a lot of cases like that. There was okay. um the band they were called Kleenex, but they had to change their name to Lilliput because Kleenex was like mm. and I love even,
1: yeah. even the Melvins with Lysol.
0: With Lysol. Yeah. Uh completely unrelated to music, but it's a podcast uh with these three New York comedians that was called uh What's a Scenario until a tribe called Quest, check out that episode, said Fucking no, yeah. and they had to change it to here's the scenario, yeah, which is like you don't what you shouldn't care about that, they're not making much money <laughs> what's the they're definitely not tricking people into thinking it's a tribe podcast, sure. yeah, with three white dudes from New York, but uh yeah, like some of these companies will just fucking crack down, and Red Cross was one of them, okay, okay, uh, that's what it was, but uh might as well go into a little bit of the history, the name Red Cross. Uh, apparently, well, they start, they start out under a different name called The Tourists when they mm-hmm. were literally children. Jeff was 15 and Steve Steve was 11. Yeah, <clears throat> Which is, it's really heartwarming that they've been together for that long and they seem like a really tight-knit family. Um, but they wrote a few of the songs that would go on to, to be in the first EP, uh, like Annette's Got the Hits and Clorox Girls and apparently helped, to, at least according to this bio, this bio helped define or yeah sort of defined beach punk cuz uh i guess they were they were from a suburb of Hawthorne they are associated with the Hermosa Beach punk scene obviously black flag mm-hmm. was was part of that and their first guitarist what is his goddamn name greg Hetson. there we go who went on to join circle jerks and if you've heard i'm assuming you haven't heard at least group sex by circle jerks i've heard that at least yeah well that's that's the album that's like the one album. well they have they have some other good stuff but that's the albums the shit um was he in bad religion i feel Yep, like. he's in bad religion as well
1: i feel like everyone from a gnarly punk band goes on to join bad religion <laughs> yes, in some yep. capacity
0: fucking um brian uh <laughs> for minor threat Yep. what's his fucking name how do i forget his name brian mcknight that's not a, nope okay. nope brian i wish
1: it was brian mcknight oh my that...
0: god brian oh, baker baker god brian baker of course just fucking hate that i hate that when that happens anyway (laughs) Greg guessing goes on to join circle jerks and you will hear songs that would be on that album that are on this the first red cross ep yes uh because he wrote them and he wrote them by himself so he just took them to circle jerks and they made them circle jerk songs that's a lot on group sex there's songs with black flag lyrics that Mm -hmm. keith morris wrote because Circle Dricks is basically just a bunch of other members from bands that came okay. together. And there's old old Ronnie Reyes too <laughs> on this first EP. Yeah, yeah. Um, for Ron Reyes from for Black Flag, who's a giant bitch. That's not true, but I, I, he was always my least favorite Black Flag singer. I know nothing. Very little about, about him. He 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 sang I on the it, on the Jealous Again EP. And I think
1: we got into it a little bit on the Black Flag episode yeah, about some of the yeah
0: yeah yeah. He was uh, he was the one in the Decline kind of was to. Decline of Western Civilization. He was in that doc. He was a singer at the time. He sang on Jealous Again. He was a very punk looking guy. And then he quit very quickly because I think he was a little, at least according to sources that I've read, he was a little bit spooked by the punk scene. He didn't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, fucking bitch. (laughs) Let's get Henry Rollins in there. (laughs) Uh, But I have no idea if any of that's true. I have no idea. He's probably a nice man. He also sang on Black Flag's last album and that stunk so that was bad i don't have a a huge bias for the guy um i like to try to forget that yeah didn't happen it was really one of the biggest abominations in in punk history (laughs) the fact that that album got made and exists cool boy anyway (laughs) check out that episode that was a fun one so Red Cross, back to a little bit a little bit more of the history. So yeah, they started as a tourist and they, their first time playing in front of anyone was at Black Flags Rehearsal Space, Rehearsal Space, the church. And apparently got the, the old thumbs up from from the from black flag uh, apparently Des Cadena was also in red cross at some point but i couldn't find where, where or yeah. when or i don't think he's, he's not definitely not any like album or ep
1: as they say in uh pro wrestling it may have just been for uh, a cup of coffee
0: Oh, what does that mean? Just like you were there real quick, real quick. You know, yeah, yeah. kind of like how Chuck Biscuits was in Black Flag. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was there for one demo and apparently it was a good lineup, but he immediately left it wasn't, it was like a performance rehearsal, whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. Um, then they went with Red Cross as the name. Apparently that was inspired by the brutal ass masturbation scene in The Exorcist. Dude,
1: when I saw that as a teenager, I did think that was the
0: funniest shit. It's brutal. I mean, like I saw that more. I think I saw it as an adult, as a young adult. I, Jesus, I like, fuck you. Yeah, because yeah. like, when you when you haven't seen that movie and you see all like the pop culture stuff, they don't show that part. So no, when no. I was like, oh fuck, this movie is brutal, crazy. All
1: right, yeah. There's <laughs> a uh, a part in a uh, in a young person's life where y- you just think things like that are funny. So. Uh we've often joked about the butt Dwyer video <laughs> so I, as recently as a few minutes ago so yeah
0: <laughs> uh
1: this uh quick window where morbid shit's really funny to you so
0: i mean i i find some of the most horrific shit pretty funny and that's why i don't have a lot of friends
1: it, d- it depends yeah
0: i i, I will find funny anything in in my life have the most tragic thing happen to me i'll find a way to laugh at it it's the only way i can keep from losing my fucking mind uh but soon after like we talked about red red international red cross came after them and they changed the spelling of it apparently influenced by red fox wouldn't it be funny if red fox came
1: after them (laughs) dude from the grave (laughs) Ah, i don't even know when he passed
0: it was a while ago it was a while yeah it might have been like we might either not been born or we were babies. Uh, but yeah, so they added a D and changed the C to a K, and then uh, b- before before that happened, they uh, they had, they released one EP. Again, like the lineups on most of these, it's like Jeff and Steve are there. That's basically That's,
1: it. And then yeah, we're on to the next.
0: <laughs> but the, but the first EP is is kind of the odd man out because it's so different. It's like the most punky. One and it has like the guy from I mean, the other two members it's the dude from Circle Jerks and then the dude from Black Flag on yeah. drums, singer from Black Flag on drums, which is wild. So that's like the most punk they'll ever be for sure. <laughs> yeah,
1: no doubt about that. Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, in terms of some of like, their upbringing and, and influences, Jeff's Jeff said, uh, the White Album that record was purchased at a supermarket when grocery markets used to have records. That's Crazy to me. That is, that is wild. It's also very unsurprising that The Beatles was his first album. Um, Steve said, When Jeff had started school and before I had started school, we're three and a half years apart. For whatever reason, one day my mom took me to Munt City Stereo in Hawthorne, California. They had a good record collection, and mom said, Pick out two records. And I would have been about, been about five years old before I started kindergarten, and I picked out Killer by Alice Cooper and Rolling Stones, Get Your Ya-Ya's Out. What great... Like, for both of them, like, really, like, if you're a child and those are your first albums, god damn good on you.
1: Yeah. Killer, yeah.
0: kill her alone. I'm like, dude, what a great first Ellis Cooper album.
1: Yeah. I guess, yeah, different time, too, where, like, at our age, there was so much to choose from.
0: A lot. A lot. And it's, I'd say... Even with, more, even more now. Even That's not the thing, like, I would say with, with the younger generations... It's probably either they have the best taste ever or the worst taste ever because there's too much to choose from. Just as, uh, you know, the nature of time goes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wonder what the boys in Red Cross think of the new Little Yachty psychedelic album.
0: (laughs) I still haven't heard it. And the way you talk about it, I'm getting weirdly curious. (laughs) I don't know if you
1: would like it. Probably not. I sent it over to my friend, John, because he does, like, some some stuff like that, and he listened to it, and he's like, I fucking hate you, I'm like, I'm sorry, I had a try.
0: All right, yeah, there, see, like, yeah. there it is. Yeah. You never know what you're going like or what you're not. No, yeah. no. It's, especially with this band, where I kind of expect it to be, like, lukewarm or not, you're kind of like, all right, it's fine, and a lot of it, like, I want to keep going back to. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> but... Altogether, we're going to be discussing nine records. That's seven albums and two EPs, uh, or one. One of the EPs is was released as an EP, but the way it is now, it's basically an album. It's an album length. It has a lot of stuff on it.
1: But, also, also, when we get to that, I'm an idiot and I didn't see it, so I listened to like the original track order on YouTube. Is it different? Uh-oh. So we're th- this. It's not even a big deal. We're just going to have slightly different. Michael have heard some cool songs. I haven't heard.
0: Well, okay. Okay. So the track listing is the same, but there is the bonus tracks on it. Okay. And I'm really bummed you didn't hear the bonus tracks. Like out of all this stuff, we heard all their music I'm actually legitimately bummed you didn't hear those bonus tracks
1: because I was looking. <laughs> I know. for that, or, uh, whatever. Yeah, it's we'll on streaming it.
0: and it's re released has a different cover. A lot of these things have been re released, um, and if you're on YouTube, you'll you'll probably see the the reissue covers instead of the originals because that's how
1: that's just how they're out there in the world now. So,
0: but the, specifically with the first EP, the original didn't have a cover because it was mm-hmm. released on Posh Boy and it was like just a you know a seven inch or whatever, no actual cover. But they re released it with a cover. So that's basically what it is now, but anyway, 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 first record came out 1980 when the boys were just children and the most recent 2019, but apparently there's a, it should be coming out with a next, a new one, um, maybe mid next year, loose, and- loose and indeed. But first, I want to talk to you about some Manscaped. Spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up all the nooks and crannies of your body's basement, but this year, Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face here with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code EAE to get 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com. After using the Beard Hedger once, I knew then and there that I wasn't going to use another razor ever again. And if you don't hate your mother, you will buy one right now. It's time to tame your mane with the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair lengths all with one guard. So no more messy drawers full of add-ons. It also comes with titanium coated T-blades that are tough on hair, but smooth on your face, leading to single stroke efficiency that brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel size package with a long lasting battery, universal charging, and a strong motor. Next, the kit has the liquid goods to make you feel good, starting with the beard shampoo and conditioner. You can't treat your beard like you treat your pubes. That's why the kit has a special shampoo and conditioner, specially designed to moisturize, Reduce your grown hairs and replenish your beard's natural oils and promote beard health the pro kit also has manscapes beard oil the nutrient infused oil relieves dryness both on the beard and the skin underneath it while still adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up your stupid ugly look i'm, just, I'm sorry i'm kidding i don't mean that cap it off with the beard balm a pomade that shapes styles and moisturizes bringing an amazing scent of fresh eucalyptus rosemary and lavender essential oils not to mention the beard hedge pro kit also comes with three free gifts beard brush comb and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress save 20 percent off in free shipping with the code eae at manscape.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping with the code eae at manscape.com focus on the face and use the bearded pro kit for the cleanest look in the game okay where were we are you ready i'm ready hell yeah so this is 1980s self-titled This is a uh, "Live Fast, Die Young" by Circle Jerks. The entire song, the entire song, except different vocals and lyrics, different, um, different cadences dude. different vocals entirely. Yeah. Obviously, I love this. <laughs>
1: This uh, funny first song being a song called Cover Band. And then that's kind of what they would hang their hat on.
0: They would become a, a pretty prominent cover band. Yeah. Yeah, this is as snarly 1980 punk as it gets. Yes. I mean, goddamn. So this is. I, I'm obviously very familiar with the CP and nothing else. Personal favorite. Um, I will. I can't. I, I forgot how much I love the CP. I haven't heard it Dom. in years. You, you
1: are the king of like. Give Mike a a twenty minute punk.
0: EP or album, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, he will, he will love it. I will eat that shit up like a fucking fool. And <laughs> also, the original EP, which is just the first five tracks, is six minutes. So it's a six minute EP. Oh, okay. Uh, with some bonus tracks. And so, obviously, that was, uh, you know, Lift Ask Diong, which would eventually become Lift Iyong mm-hmm. And, and then on the, on the bonus track version, the streaming version, there is, uh, a live there's a live track what is it called yeah it's fun with connie the 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 very last track and that is i just want some skank by circle jerks
1: yeah that um that song was, is sounds so awful because it's a punk live recording
0: it sounds like dog shit i i'm only glad it's there because i didn't know that that was that was originally a Red Cross song. Yeah. I mean, well, I just want some Skank. The Circle Jerks version added a really, really cool, fast section at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one doesn't have that, but the main riff is exactly the same. Uh, but I didn't know that. And I was like, oh, shit. So there was like a lot of, well, at least the songs that Greg wrote for Circle Jerks were originally Red Cross songs. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, of the bonus tracks, a lot of them are just repeats, demos, repeats. It's kind of not not also, really worth it.
1: Yeah, the demos aren't really that different from the... <laughs>
0: it basically interchangeable for the most part very inconsequential kind of don't even need to be there I, i'm sure they're only there to make it the the, the reissue longer than <laughs> five fucking minutes the only other uh non-repeat is the song rich brett which is just cool but it, i mean it's over like every song here over instantly yes only two songs in the ep past the minute mark uh but i love, love every song and in, this is my favorite because it's super nostalgic. <laughs> I listened to this thing religiously as a teenager for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, and that's got the hits. It just feels so good. I fucking <laughs> love it. It's so simple. It's so unbelievably simple. It's nothing, you know, remarkable in any way. But it really has that um, OC punk vibe to it. Or Hermosa Beach, OC, they're, they're different, but they're, they, have a, they have a lot of similarities. It's a very specific style of punk song. A very, you know, it has a, a feeling to it.
1: Yes, there's a certain edge with that uh south bay punk sea, whatever you want to call that area, yeah, southern california um, and yeah, songs like clorox girls an s and m party i'm like yeah
0: there is there an eleven year old in this <laughs> yeah yes, there is there is an eleven year old in fact, one of them was literally eleven <laughs> it's so wild, like the vocals change a lot throughout the years yeah like it you know what you always know it's jeff but you hear him going through puberty it's fucking crazy like these early (laughs) albums he sounds so (laughs) it's so like nasally and high and like a child he kind of more so on the next album but a little bit here he sounds like the guy from jfa which is another you know southern california punk band skate punk kind of thing where it's like it's just so high and nerdy, and you could tell he's a skinny white boy. It's it's, yeah.
1: it's funny. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about this one and the the next one. How like, man, I have like a few of these CDs from like local bands that never went anywhere, just like sitting around, and uh, yeah, they just so happen to get some uh, some form of success where they've been. This is like intact, so
0: that's yeah. kind of cool. It is very cool that you see these these kids playing in their garage and they fucking worked, and they were original and they kept at it, and they they, yeah, I mean, they really were original. Like at this time period, maybe not with this EP so much, um, although it was really influential to the the sound of the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were doing things that would just it was not punk quote unquote. Cause the hardcore scene became very militant and stuff. It yes. would fight anybody who didn't sound like whatever, uh, you know, mile a minute kind of thing. Um, so that just a simple fact they they're like, no, we're going to play some classic rock shit Cause that's what we like. like and we're going to grow our hair out. Like, okay, buddy, I hope you don't mind getting stabbed. Yeah. Did they
1: get stabbed? I don't think so, yeah. but
0: I'm sure they were threatening called, you know, fags or whatever by everyone. Sure. Um, by the way, uh, for most of their career, old Steven McDonald is a beautiful man. <laughs> he is a, he could be a beautiful woman. Like, I mean, for most of like, look up any young picture. It's like, he looks like a girl I knew in high school. That was pretty attractive. Some of these, yeah.
1: Some of these photos of the band are like, uh, yeah, you they're very pretty and uh, beautiful. Very pretty men. <laughs> Reminds me of, uh, how people pro- well people probably still do talk about how uh how pretty taylor hawkins looks in the uh
0: oh. ever long video <laughs> oh lovely woman lovely woman <laughs> as the wife <laughs> whatever yeah oh yeah well, definitely uh r.i.p uh they
1: close great, great drummer look good and dress not a lot of people can say that very few actually mm-hmm.
0: uh Lars all definitely can't but no no ugly woman but uh the the original closer is uh standing in front of poser um which there's a girl singing on it i think
1: i was gonna ask you is that a girl singing or is that this
0: a little (laughs) it has to be it's like there's a hard it's kind of hard to distinguish between a a, uh an adult woman or a young boy (laughs) oftentimes but that sounds like a woman it sounds it's not credited uh, to anyone else and i have no idea if that's your not, but you hear it and how is it not a woman like it's that high
1: also it's just like crazy to me that song like oh yeah like punk bands still write songs that sound exactly like this
0: that's what bothers me about more new punk is like this was really fresh and like interesting and different and, and catchy as shit uh but you expand upon that and but some people just like no we want to do that thing still for the next 50 years. That's
1: why okay. I, it's why I personally consider like idols and
0: soul glow phenomenal. Punk
1: cuz like I 100% do. It, yeah, they're doing like something different in the spirit of punk and it's amazing. Yeah. They're different bets.
0: I don't like it that I've said this in the past before for sure but like how punk has just become a genre when it's like it should just be like um just a, a a method of doing mm. a style of music more so than a genre.
1: Yeah, that's how I feel when people say they listen to like indie music. I'm like, well, you know, there's indie rappers, there's indie metal bands. Like that doesn't really...
0: I don't like indie as a genre either. It's yeah. it's very confusing. Yeah. yeah, Genres in general are always fucking bullshit and messy. But anyway, this is an insanely brief, easy easy listen to EP. It's six fucking minutes. If you like some of that like more poppy... Um uh, before hardcore became a thing, mm-hmm. that kind of punk. This is like before hardcore. Like at this point in 1980, Black Flag was still slow. You know, yeah. like this is uh very early on. It's it's rough, obviously, but it's charming and it's just got catchy ass songs. And it's it's yeah, it's just hard to get annoyed by something this well. I can see people getting annoyed by it because of the vocals and stuff, <laughs> but it's hard to get, like find a thing actually wrong with this. It makes me feel good. It, I'm super, I am have so much nostalgia for it. It'll always be my favorite, even though um, I was kind of dancing between a few other things as a favorite. Yeah. But uh, on to their first actual album. Yes. Hell yes. So this came out in 1982. Both Greg and Ron Reyes are gone. Obviously, uh, they're replaced by People, and the People play <laughs> stuff on the album. They're not going to be long here either, so it doesn't really matter. Sure. <laughs> but this is 1982's born innocent this song would go on to be i think a staple for them uh, and they do re-record this song and it is i think a very funny song More garage rock yeah. than punk rock now. For sure. Very rough. Very sloppy.
1: It's so weird how on this album, more than the previous line, I was like. This is a band I've seen play a backyard game, for sure.
0: Yeah, kind of. Like it's it's more rough than the EP, like yeah, performance-wise. <laughs> but this is like apparently insanely influential so that, that opening track was uh linda blair named after the exorcist girl of course mm-hmm. um and then it, the the album title born innocent is a reference to i think a tv movie that she was in oh all right yeah there's a ton of pop culture references a lot of movie stuff they're big on the movie stuff uh, also did black
1: sabbath have an album called born i shouldn't have asked whatever uh
0: i thought it was it's not born again it's one with the red the red devil baby, right? In the blue yeah, background? Yeah, it looks
1: awful, yeah. Yeah. That's a it's a bad cover. It's definitely a bad cover. It's one of the worst <laughs> albums co- uh, it's born again. Yeah, yeah. I can't it.
0: believe I I have never talked about how like, oh yeah, it's not it. It's not a very good. It's like it's striking. Not it's even, memorable, but it's not like good. It's not even good for a metal album
1: cover with demons.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. But this album, it is so super influential. I think it's a good album, but a lot of roughness. You have to overlook a lot of stuff. You have to this is like influential in the, in the sense that you really had to be there. Influential.
1: There was, uh, there was some things that stood out to me. Um, where I'm just like, okay. Um, like I can hear them doing something different, like on, on burnt out, like, yeah. Uh, really like the guitar playing on there. Um, I do. Yeah, the
0: first evil sounding riff they've ever done, probably. I was gonna
1: say, point. I like when they venture into the evil sounding riffs, like Charlie's another one that does that.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, dude, so that's one where I was like, where the fuck do I know this from? I think the Melvins covered it on something. It might sure. have been off, have like a five like a like dog, honestly. Yeah. Like, um they had to have covered it at some point because I know the song. I don't know where it's from, mm-hmm. and there's no way I would remember it if they played it live. I'm pretty sure. They probably played it live too but i'm pretty sure melvin's covered it yeah song rules
1: um and then there's songs like uh saint lita ford blues and i'm all right where they sound like traditional rock songs for a bit and then they slowly deteriorate into like a, a little bit of a mess. In Chaos the, in the best way possible.
0: I'm not too big. I think St. Leader Ford Blues is my one of my least favorite songs in the album. Yeah. Uh, it's only like that one in White Trash are, are the two songs I don't only care for. But um I'm all right. Uh this is the it's the first time they'll do a thing that they do a lot is a cover of a cover. Yeah. So they're covering the Rolling Stones version of the Bo Diddley song. Very fucking cool, very fun. I think I think it can't I think it comes out really great.
1: Also, they're really good at just taking other people's songs and making it flow in their albums
0: oh 100% yeah. Yeah, they, um, that's what yeah, that's actually when I think about it a good trait that's very rare when I think because a lot of times when you hear a cover on an album it's like oh there's the cover Yep. Uh, and it's like or it kind of stands out I hate that I hate yeah. that because then it distracts me from like what the whole piece is supposed to that's not not once did that happen with this band not once yeah Including the cover album. <laughs> including the covers album, which is pretty impressive. Uh what else? Um Tatum O'Tot and the Fried Vegetables, uh Tatum well, in reference to uh Tatum O'Neill. Yeah. Which has like a I mean, I didn't know much about her, but boy, does she have a f- fucked up story? Uh that's she
1: a- Charlie Manson and chase said they even cover like I don 't know where but somewhere in this discography oh family, they, they cover a Charlie
0: Manson this song. album ceased to exist that's there a Charles Manson cover there we go that's a wild story do you know the story behind that I do not uh Tom put some notes here but oh no he didn't put he he made a reference to it uh, what happened um so what's his name Dennis uh, Dennis Wilson from Beach Boys mm-hmm. became friends with with Charles Manson before the st- stuff happened <laughs>
1: sure and it'd be funnier if he became friends with him after this that would stuff be happened.
0: hilarious <laughs> so he became friends with him because he liked his music he liked the way he wrote and he wanted mm-hmm. to collab a little bit and cease to exist ended up becoming never Learn not to love by the beach boys yeah uh because they they took it and they they altered it a little bit they changed the lyrics um i forgot what they paid him with uh they paid him something I, it might have just been money it might have just been like some agreement i forget i forget the whole thing yeah. but the fact that like oh, and this is the the charles manson version of it but that's a whole weird moment in in music history where charles manson hadn't fucking culted out and killed a bunch of people yet and he was friends with the beach boys and he recorded a, like a bunch of songs maybe even like almost a full albums worth of material at brian wilson's studio <laughs> like full not even demos like full-on yeah. polished good quality tracks that according to a music historian uh will never be released in the history of the world and they're there they exist
1: i i mean there's got to be a way
0: to i i don't know i to like you have it's history have it exist like like who the fuck is being like you know what Maybe he wasn't that bad after all. Like no one's thinking that. Like, no one's fucking like. That's not the point of it. The point of it is like that's a thing that happened. That's an important part of history. Why the fuck wouldn't you release it? I think just for like the beast, Beach Boys connection alone. Yeah, alone because I didn't know they were associated, and that's that's yeah. fucking wild. I knew I knew that, but I didn't know yeah. that. Um, but speaking of the Beach Boys, which makes me fucking laugh, uh, is that Jeff. Uh, apparently didn't like the Beach Boys, he called them the lamest band of all time. Coming from the guy who covered the fucking Shangri-Las, how are you going to call the, B- the Beach Boys are truly one of the most brilliant bands ever exist?
1: That is very funny, also, this, like, knowing how much the Melvins love the Beach Boys. Yeah, like... Or, I mean, Brian Wilson is a legit music genius. Oh, dude, he's a madman who didn't <laughs> start a cult, so...
0: He exactly at least he didn't start the fucking cult. All right, sure, he did some other weird shit, but goddamn,
1: it's, it's beautiful. Uh, also, good. Uh, one of the few good biopics, uh, I forget what it's called. It has uh, John Cusack and Paul Dano playing uh, old and young <sighs> Brian Wilson. Oh, is
0: that did that come out recently?
1: Uh, that's crazy. it's crazy, probably like five or more years ago now. Oh, um, shit.
0: It's one of the few good biopics.
1: Oh, wow. It's, it's really good. I liked
0: it. Interesting. I hope some justice for, for Brian is there because he's like a, clearly a, a good, sweet yes. guy who's got a lot of problems. That's why I love casting Paul Dano
1: because oh, Paul Dano. He's got that face, dude. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, lipless beak of his. Or uh, I'm going to play Steven Spielberg's dad while Seth Rogen cooks my wife face. <laughs> That's what the new Steven Spielberg movie's about, the Fablemans. Oh boy. Oh, Sorry, I just I got movies on the brain and I feel like it's appropriate for the band. So
0: fair enough, dude. Uh for sure. Wait, <laughs> uh I forgot to mention, and I actually forgot this even happened. Tatum uh Tatum Hotel, the Fried Vegetables and St. Leader Four Blues are bonus tracks on the reissue. Okay. And that always throws me the fuck off when they throw the bonus tracks in the middle, in the middle. of the up. Uh, hate that. Hate that. It's like Unless that was like your original vision. Yeah. How the hell uh, how am I supposed to know how it was supposed to flow? God damn it. Uh, even though I, I do guess like.
1: We're the, the only two psychos who care about
0: that. Probably Charles Manson. And Charles Manson. Yeah. Yeah. He was bothered that they changed the lyrics in the Beach Boys version. <laughs> Is he still alive? No, no, no. no. He, he, yeah. he died. He died yeah I had a, well, he was like alive way longer than he should have been he was thriving <laughs> basically in prison insane yeah, i had a college professor who interviewed him like back in the 80s or 90s or something and i like, at first I was like oh that's that's wild you interviewed charles madison and then uh, a few other students were like asking her questions about it and within like one or two questions i was like oh this is stupid. This who cares yeah like He has nothing about he's he's fucking out of his mind. Like there's not he's not going to say anything like profound or or insightful or reveal like a thing that like, oh, shit, they didn't want you to know. about. like, no, he's maybe at some point before he lost his fucking mind, he had some kind of knowledge about stuff. But he's like, he's he's nuts in prison for forever. Too far gone. Yeah. So it was like the way she described it was it was a conversation with a crazy person. There's like there's nothing to be had there. Like Uh, uh, you see that homeless guy on the corner. Just talk to him. Same same fucking thing. thing. Same thing uh but anyway back to this album uh a lot there's another uh there's like like you said the covers on here they're really like almost covert like you don't know their covers and they fit right in it one of them is look up at the bottom look on up at the bottom which is taken from beyond the value of the the dolls fucking would be i do want to see that movie i'm curious about it now it seems kind of goofy um but the song is good too um more of like like the i mean i think it has like a musical elements to it it reminds mm-hmm. me of like rocky horror picture show kind of that kind of song
1: i do think uh calling a song cellulite city is very funny
0: oh yeah uh, i it, it i love that chorus. i don't i don't think it's the most revolutionary thing ever but that Not course is great and, oh, the, oh. and the title is fantastic uh kill someone you hate fucking rules love that main riff yeah a lot of this is just it's like cool. It it's it's not aged particularly great, but it's not like awful. Um if you're fine with like the roughness of it, uh it, it's it's still a strong album. Apparently, uh Steven Malkmus of Pavement, your favorite band ever, uh considered this one of his top 5 biggest influences. All right. Uh Mark Arm of Mudhoney said it was like it was the the record that got all the grunge band started. Like these guys heavily influenced grunge. Like have yeah. hev- obviously the fucking Melvins connection, but heavily influenced grunge which is crazy it is crazy because it doesn't sound
1: anything like it but Not also, even close. whatever that's cool some some variety some spice
0: yeah a little, a little bit of spice a little bit of spice uh, apparently in the, this flip side interview from, from 82 Jeff joked that once there is biggest circle jerks he and Steven will get sex changes so they can be an all girl group because uh, in the, on this album the drummer and uh, second guitarist were, were girls Uh, I mean, they look like girls. What's the fucking difference?
1: Yeah, I was going to say that feels like something someone says is a joke,
0: but inside they're probably maybe we're already did. Maybe we're already there. I I bet Steve was harder than both of those girls (laughs) as a girl. Like if I were to see like all the other like I'm going with that dude. (laughs) I, I haven't, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to sit
1: this one. Out. <laughs> he's a pretty beautiful man. I don't know what the fucking tell you. I already gave that up to you earlier, but <laughs> now we're, compa- I'm not done. dude. <laughs> now we're comparing and contrasting with, the- with other actual females <laughs> that <laughs> I haven't seen yet. And- I'm going to go ahead and bet
0: blindly that he was better looking. <laughs> man, what a compliment. Oh, I know. Uh, but yeah, it's cool. I'm super influential, uh fucking wi- it, very garagey, but it's not like this is not going to change your fucking life. It's just a fun a fun lesson for me. Mm-hmm. Or if you're me, nothing
1: here is going to. Uh,
0: or if you're Alex, <laughs> whatever.
1: <laughs> I'm very Orange Cassidy about this, man. Uh, yeah, I can tell. Uh,
0: but at least we like them as people. Yes. Where's my fucking no, it's here? Okay. But now we're on to, well, I, it's semi-reunion. They kind of had some, they had the issue with the name uh, in Red Cross international red cross whatever the fuck they of course lost members again uh and then they came back to make a fucking covers ep
1: which doesn't sound like a covers album
0: no, and technically it's or an EP. EP you know. it, it's considered an EP, but it's like twenty minutes, which is a full uh, length uh, for an, a pocket. In this world, yeah, that's a that's an album. However, the there's a million different versions of this with a bunch of different bonus tracks with varying track listings. Mm-hmm. But the version streaming is, I think, no, I will say, not even think. I, if you're going to listen to this, the streaming version is the way to go. Yes, uh, all the bonus tracks, um, they're sequenced great it's a it's like 42 minutes for everything all together uh there's no repeats uh yeah and it, and it flows together nicely it's basically a full covers album the streaming version yes so this came out in 84 this is teen babe from monsanto oh we know this song baby. oh i love this song i've always loved this song
1: it's so crazy. Like, I don't love Kiss. I never throw on, like,
0: a Kiss album.
1: But if someone covers Kiss, I'm like,
0: this fucking rules. Like, yeah. I think I covered this song before. <laughs> Digger, Everyone's covered Deuce before. Dude, it's so crazy. Baby, do the
2: thing that they do. Do it.
0: Oh, what a fun song! I and mean, we don't need to hear more because we've all heard Kiss. I'm gonna get slapped with
1: a, a loss. Speaking of lawsuits, for playing that too much. Um, yeah, I like, I like that it captures like, um, what I feel is like the band's energy on here. And even though these are, are cover songs, it's like at their best. Uh, because I will say nice things um at their best they're this crazy blend of like garage rock and like the stooges uh,
0: i just i i think i think their best best is when they combine that with the power pop stuff i really do like the power pop stuff and I like how I, they do it i guess it is a
1: tale of two like two sounds fighting each other throughout their career but um, yeah
0: this is like the beginning of that transition it's still very garagey though
1: yes yeah, so i like deuces uh uh like, Citadel is crazy because it doesn't sound like a Rolling Stones song.
0: No. And a lot of these songs, they're, they're like straight covers, but they don't sound at all like the original, mm-hmm. which I, which is pretty great. Um, At least that's what I like in, in covers. Speaking of Stooges, they cover Anne. Yeah, Check out the Stooges episodes, by the way.
1: That's, uh, that's when I was like, these guys are really good at working in cover songs because, like, also, these are also, like, super well-known songs. Yeah, yeah so like if someone was just like hey this is red cross you wouldn't be like no it's a cover album
0: yeah yeah it's and like we don't usually a cover album on this show would be an easy worst i i just enjoyed the fuck out of it like i I can't like if I like it this much, there's no way I, I can. This is not even remotely close to being a bad album. Shout out to the Patreon for saying uh, we should listen to this because oh, the, the, I believe it was Jarrett from Discord, okay, with, uh, who actually who requested the episode, uh, who specifically wanted us to cover. We, we, we were we actually weren't going to co- we were going to cover the, the first EP. But we mm-hmm. weren't going to cover this one because of covers so impeccable timing,
1: and I was just like, you know what, these albums are so short. Let's just fucking do it. And yeah. And yeah, it does feel like a more complete picture listening to this.
0: Not only am I glad that we, we cover this, uh, this... Uh, so you didn't hear the bonus tracks, and that bums me up because the bonus tracks... I, wanna, I do want to hear them doing Dancing Queen, though. I firmly believe that the bonus tracks are better than the whole album, the whole original Fuck. album, every single one of them. The, the, the only one that's kind of iffy is Don't Turn Your Back On Me, which is a yeah. Jackie DeShannon song. It's so weirdly dancey, and the drums are really off-putting, and they're really dancey. Yeah. But everything else, so uh they cover, we'll go back to the original album in a second, but the bonus tracks, they cover uh another cover of a cover. It won't be long by the Beatles, but they cover... The quicks version of the, of that song. Mm-hmm. Now, I am in love. <laughs> it won't be long. I think this version is yeah. light years better than the original. Fuck. Fuck the Beatles, dude. Like, I mean, I like the Beatles. Yeah, obviously. Sure. Um, but I've always had a problem with that song. Where, like the chorus is like this insanely catchy, amazing thing. And then I always felt the verse kind of like... It didn't match. It didn't match. And it felt kind of odd. Here. What... It all credit to the quick because they're the ones who, who made mm-hmm. the version they they power popped the fuck out of it. They made it all sparksy with the little ding 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 the pianos. Yeah. The sparks pianos. And all of a sudden it fits, it's heavier and it has these incredible vocal harmonies uh in like the chorus and and they added these these really dramatic sections toward the end. So I heard this I was like this is so much better than the, the fucking original. I have to hear the quick's version of it. Mm-hmm. Listen to the quick the quick version and it's still incredible. They still did a great thing. The Red Cross version is my version. It's is the the supreme version. It's supreme. It's it, a fucking big and heavy and it's so goddamn
1: It is the Crunchwrap Supreme where the other one is maybe a hard shell taco. Hard shell taco. Maybe maybe the Quicks versions like a Chalupa and then uh the red cross version
0: <laughs> i wish i was wearing my Taco Bell hoodie
1: Crunchwrap <laughs> you know,
0: put it on we gotta put it on because this has been stuck in my head like i want to show this to my mom that's how great i think this version is from from what little i know
1: about your mom only through you i feel like she'd like it
0: i think so It's always so much better than the Beatles.
2: <laughs> so
1: much
3: better.
2: Also
1: a good example of them being heavy without playing heavy. Exactly.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, so fucking good. They did play that live when I saw them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fucking incredible. So... Sorry for that long, gushing detour. Uh, but they also cover Fancy with the Kinks. Underrated. Obviously, one of the most underrated bands of all time. But it has a fucking insane fuzz base on there. It's super heavy. Sounds right up my alley, actually. Oh, fat, it's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, I'll Meet You Halfway It's a Partridge Family cover. Yep. Really well done. And then Dancing Queen, check out the ABBA episode. Uh, we all love ABBA. We all love Dancing Queen. And it's heavy and fuzzy, too. And it's fucking great. Hell, yeah. Back to the the album, album, or the original EP. Savior Machine yes. is a fucking beast. Yes, song. it absolutely. Wait, which album was that on for Bowie? I don't even know. Yeah, because there's, yeah. I mean, there's so much Bowie. I yeah, haven't there's heard. so
1: much Bowie. I probably have heard it, but like the some of the songs, I'm just like, I don't fucking know what albums. They're yeah. On.
0: I fool myself sometimes. Um, Blow you a kiss in the wind is another cover of a cover. It's Elizabeth, Elizabeth Montgomery's version of a monkey song.
1: I don't know if it's intentional the way they cover it, but it did remind me and Walk Hard uh, <laughs> when they're doing the Let's Do It.
0: Oh, let's do it.
1: Yeah. I like... And then yeah, so they do the same thing. We're like, I'll be blowing you, and there's like a pause, yeah, a, a kiss,
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. It's, it's fucking.
1: I I feel like knowing them, they probably
0: probably yeah. Uh, this oh, al- this album also has the the jab I made earlier with the Shangri La's. Heaven only knows. It's the only song in the album that I don't like.
1: <laughs> yes, I would agree with that. Actually,
0: it is. Boy, the most bubblegummy thing in the world. Obviously, it's the Shangri-La. It's fucking going to be bubblegum. Covering their own song and making it five minutes is very funny to me. Dude. So, Linda Blair, the opener from the last album, they they re-recorded here as Linda Blair 84. And I think it's fucking vastly superior. So much better.
1: Unnecessarily long- Outro at the end there, but yes, it is. It it is a better song.
0: It is unnecessarily long, but I like it as an outro or as like the closer because it is this you know rock star long fucking banging away uh, nothing for a long time Mm -hmm. kind of thing. But it's fucking great. It sounds way better. It's more coherent and and tight. Also like the Melvins.
1: Yeah, exactly. I I remember one time Dale was on Howard Stern for some reason. What the fuck? And like they're so used to having bands on and just pressing play, but you know, like the Melvins have their like build up yeah and Stern's just like I don't what the fuck are you doing and Dale's like uh it you might want to fast forward. It. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great that you and the guy in the band is like, "Listen, dude." <laughs> and he's like, "Why would you do that?" And he's like, "Well, you know how people do it at the end of songs, and people like it live. We just think it's fun to do it at the beginning of songs." That's fucking hilarious. And he he's, <laughs> dude, <laughs> it's, fuck it's, Stern. That's the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> it is one of the funniest, It is one of the funniest interviews.
0: God, I love Dale. Yeah, Sh- truly one of my top ten people of all time. It's
1: uh, not Norm Macdonald on Conan O'Brien good but it's it's pretty good
0: that norm mcdonald anything was was s tier fucking brilliant Dunk- but yeah. on conan it was like i think conan went on record as saying like he was the only one that no matter what every time he was there he would get scared of how much he was gonna laugh
1: oh it's, something like that it's crazy yeah it's crazy this fucking dunking on carrot top
0: oh right and carrot top by all, by all accounts is a great dude but it's so fun to make fun of him
1: i think um I think because I just recently saw that for the first time for some reason, and then one of the comments was uh, that Carrot Top actually played the this interview after McDonald had passed at one of his shows. You know, oh, said like he thought it was pretty funny. He's a good
0: sport, and he's yeah, like yeah. A, he took it on the chin. Man, he got shit on it for decades just for doing what he likes to do, which is kind of sad. <laughs> oh man, uh, but. I mean, in terms of cover covers album, this is, like, one of the most, like, distinct and, like, personality-driven ones I've ever heard. Ever. I, yeah,
1: maybe one of the best cover albums. I think it's and my favorite
0: cover album of all time. Yeah. yeah. And
1: that's coming from someone who's lukewarm on this band, because, like, obviously, you know, I go Garage Inc., and it's, like...
0: a Garage Inc., yeah. I mean,
1: the too. two is, is where it's at. It's a mixed bag, all things considered, and then... I don't know. We we probably have talked about cover albums, but none of them, like, stay with me.
0: The only one that comes to mind immediately is Rage, and that one stunk.
1: Oh, that's not... Yeah, I forgot about that one. That one's not good. But, uh, yeah, this, like, feels... Like it's part of the band's identity. Yeah, this one feels
0: canon. It feels right.
1: Yeah, this isn't a side mission. This is a uh, required 100%. listening.
0: Hundred percent, and definitely go for the streaming version with the bonus tracks. They're they're really great. They they also they're produced better than the 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 original. So I don't know when they were recorded or how, mm-hmm. but they sound great and they're fun as fuck. Especially if you if you like the originals. Um, a lot of these originals I haven't heard, but uh, even if you're familiar with the the band, it's like it's just neat. But we on to. Uh, a few years later, an actual album full of original songs. And of course, unsurprisingly, uh, a whole new lineup. And, uh, and also a handful of covers, probably. Uh, yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, a couple, a
0: couple. Yeah, I think. It's just a given. Well, no, there's only one cover. Okay. Yeah, only one cover. Okay. Okay. They, they, surprisingly, I thought there'd be more too. Uh, but this is 1987's Neurotica. Great album title. Love
1: that. Great album title. I love the way the drums sound on this track. Ah. And then this album... I was like, and like specifically this song, I was like, oh, this is why everyone loves Steve. Yep, he's fantastic. He's such a great bass player. It's so weird. I hesitate to call any album a bass player's album. Yep. But he's just a totally different player on this song. I didn't even think about that. This is his album. Yeah. 100%. Like he comes into his
0: own here. So obviously a very different sounding band. Even the vocals are all different. And yeah, this
1: song does a similar thing that Deuce does, where I'm like, it's like, yeah, it's like T-Rex and the Stooges. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it does recap that for sure. I'll a little bit more. Yeah, this band it's like you know you know what you're getting getting into. It's pop rock power power pop garage. Um and this was uh produced by Tommy Ramone whose last name I can't fucking pronounce Erdelli or Dellie whatever Erdelyi Erdelyi His name's Tommy ramon Yes, that's, <laughs> it's much easier that way. Uh I like this album a lot. Actually it's one of my favorite albums of theirs. Um
1: I was debating to give it an accolade or not um but I think I have to follow my heart. Um
0: I had to follow my heart too. Yeah.
1: Yes. Um this is a sh- Strong album for me, it's a little little bit uneven,
0: but it, yeah, it's not the most consistent. It has some moments that dip for sure, but up I, out the gate, it's pretty fucking great. Yeah, I kind of wish I didn't like read
1: that it was inspired by um Saturday morning cartoons and like
0: oh, right, cereal. cereal. I mean, foster Flake, on the nose, it
1: is because I think I kind of wanted something a little more like surreal and wacky hearing that, but uh, if. You know what, never mind that it's just a like
0: good hard rock album pretty much uh there i mean there's there, there's there, this is actually I think one of the most diverse albums uh all things considering'cause they, they at least in the first handful of albums they do take these big steps in like style like from this one to the last one it's like different band, yeah, and then from that album to the one before again a different band um eventually the, those changes get less and less noticeable but here it's pretty pretty drastic it's very glammy um it's not like shiny you know sleazy glammy but it's mm-hmm. like like early glam like like t-rex glammy yes um which is far more charming i find but uh they have uh i guess a, it's re-recorded version of Tatum or Tot and the fried vegetables but I, I, the, or, the original wasn't or originally on the album so i guess this is like the first for whatever point is that song is on here again and i think it's Still good, it's basically unchanged from the original, uh, except, except from the production. So, I'll probably go with the original over this one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, there's a lot of moments where, like, even though I like this band, they do like where the influences on their sleeve is one way to put it, but there's a lot of it's like that's just the riff from this thing. <laughs> like, uh, I don't find it to be any kind of rip off at all, but it, it is undeniable that, uh, the song Mackenzie, which I do like the song, the main riff is just the same exact chords as mannequin by wire mm. uh and that's but mannequin by wire is one of it's like a a, a pop punk not a pop but the fourth it's like it's an early 70s punk masterpiece that yes. song it's fucking incredible but same chords different song different feel it's a very it's a its own thing but it's like i know those chords It's very much that thing yes um but all, here is with the sorry i'm talking so much no go for uh, it this is the first time we get um Robert Hecker on guitar. Would he be like a longer... Sort of long. He's here for this album and the next one, and then he comes back when they reunite later on. Well, that's longer than 90% of them. Yes, which is why I had to bring him up. Because yes. there's a couple of things that, that are interesting about him. Uh, one is he's a fucking shredder. He's like a mm-hmm. great guitar player. He likes tapping. He loves finger tapping. Uh, and the other thing is... We're going to hear it on the next album, but he has got a killer Paul Stanley impression. <laughs> oh, my God. The best I've heard in ever, ever. Incredible.
1: Some would say you wanted the best. We got it, baby. You got
0: the best. <laughs> the hottest band in the world, Red Cross. <laughs> so uh, so what I was saying earlier about the some of the diversity here, you get stuff they've never done before. Like Love Is You.
1: That song, yeah, that is like the first like commitment to full like 60s pop, fully acoustic. And there's no, there's no way they weren't trying to do Tiny Tim vocals, right? I was thinking Sparks. I
0: was thinking Tiny Tim. This because I don't think, well, Tiny Tim felt more like cartoonish. Well, Sparks is kind of cartoonish too. This album covers cartoon. Yeah. This band is cartoonish. Yeah, maybe it was saying, too. I only see Sparks because of the pop, the power pop association, sure, sure, and because they eventually would cover Sparks later. And Steve was Steve in Sparks? I think he was in for a brief period.
1: If he was, that's crazy. Being in Sparks feels exhausting. How so? Oh, just because of how much material they have, and you. Oh work. yeah you don't know what i mean you do but like uh, i forget what year it was they did all of their albums
0: yes every every show was a full album yes that's right i, I remember one of them one of them i don't was it i want it was, it was someone big it was like axel rose or slash or some fucking guy like that uh he he was busy for the night they were gonna play kimono my house Mm-hmm. So they rescheduled it so he could be there. Oh man. Which I think is come on, man. Don't 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 make sparks play their thing, do their thing at your beck and call. I don't yeah. like that bothers me because they're fucking legends. But
1: oh yeah. But uh here McDonald's.
0: He, he uh McDonald played on tour with him for uh Hello Young Livers in two thousand six, which is a fucking awesome album. I love that album. I did not know <laughs> you toured with him for that one. Uh so that's pretty rad, but back to love is you um i think it's like a sincerely pretty song and i think it's paced really great it's uh it's track five it's it's a perfect time to put on like a ballad and slow things down and quiet things up Mm -hmm. um frosted flake is like one of the more faster songs with with a ton of energy uh some of the rest here almost qualify as metal yes yes especially on frosted flake this is how I see them influencing grunge. This makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Like songs like that. And, and and this album too, which was also hugely influential to grunge. Um, unsurprisingly.
1: My favorite song on here. would did Janice Jeannie and George Harrison? Yeah. That is great stuff. So fucking zany. One of uh, Steve's highlights as a bass player. I think
0: dude, a phenomenal bass solo. Yes. And I don't mean like a, a, Cliff Burton bass solo. I don't mean um, a death bass solo where the it's band's like playing the focus. It is drums and then bass is just going ham. And he's he's really he's really great. He's really great. So good. Uh, the Pink piece of peace. Um, I, I like the way it comes on. Um, Love the speed in that song. Yep. Love the guitar playing on that song. Great fuzz. Great fuzz sounds on that one. Um, it almost sounds like the banana splits theme. Oh, sh- it kind of sounds like the Banana Splits theme. There's
1: no way they haven't covered the Banana Splits theme, right? Like, it's has to be on, like, an EP or a compilation or, it, like, a single. There's no the way. The type
0: of band to do that. There's, it makes sense.
1: Absolutely no way this band hasn't done this. It's got I hope. I hope at least. I feel it in my soul <laughs> that they've done it.
0: Uh, Peach Kelly Pop is more 60 style and kind of pop rock. I think it's pretty damn strong. That one, like, I can't. I can't. Deny that one. Um, I, I can't deny it. I'm a fucking uh
1: <laughs> Um, and Gandhi is dead. It's yep. Fucking wild.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. Which I'm more on the glammy side, uh, but I think it's great. Fucking um, the closer bums me out because it's 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 it's, like, it's more of an outro than a song. It's only a minute forty eight seconds, but it is. It's it's a uh, beautiful bye bye's and fucking gorgeous and atmospheric. I I really wish it was longer. Uh beautiful way to end the album. And yeah, I mean I, I when first listened, I was like, okay, this band is legit. Like this is like they I can see how they're influential. It it still holds up. Um it has this really charming personality to it. You could feel the fun that they're having while playing these songs. Yeah. Uh and it's just good writing. They're just good hooks. I'm just like nightmare fuel. Album cover. I love the album cover. It's yeah. yeah, it's fucking. It's so strange. I like how the reissue is basically the same thing. It's
1: just like at a slightly different angle.
0: Yeah, like the the members moved, they like switch positions. <laughs> That's it. Um. Yeah, this one. What? What else can I say about this one? Oh yeah. So, um, when asked about working with Tommy Ramone, Jeff said. Their moments were kind of like the second coming of the Beatles for me personally, so to actually have someone who was responsible for the sound, an actual member, was really exciting. But the producer, especially when you're young and you're bratty, they're the other one that kind of had to take the fall if you're not living up to your own particular idea of what perfection is, Tommy was good. He was very nurturing. He was very New York, you know, and we were very Southern California. That kind of says it all.
1: I get it. This man wanted shit done on time, and they were like, "What's the big deal, man?" Yeah,
0: yeah, that's that's
1: the stereotype. <laughs> More or less, it fucking is. Even if someone doesn't talk like that in Southern California, that's how they feel on the inside,
0: and that's why I hate living <laughs> here, and that's why I don't relate to anybody in this fucking part of the world. I hate it. <laughs> I love LA. Fuck that. That's a great song, though. got fuck yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, according to the, this little quote from the, uh, the bio, um, this definitely would go on to, to influence grunge obviously like we like we said a few times but uh in 1987 red cross played a show at the crescent ballroom in tacoma that was attended by members of nirvana pearl jam Soundgarden. uh they they proved that a band could have a heavy guitar attack and still have great pop melodies and approach that nirvana would take to world domination (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. check out that episode as well as the Soundgarden episode uh yeah it's funny to me that this influenced Soundgarden because they don't sound at all like, like Soundgarden
1: or like, Sa- whatever. Soundgarden's so wild to me, like the things that influence them
0: and the things they like, and
1: like- yeah. This the like careers they would like go on to have,
0: (laughs) super eclectic. No one was on the same page (laughs) in terms of like what they went on to do.
1: Oh, one of the guys plays in Sun, and the other guy plays in a band with the guys from Rage Against the Machine. Yeah, this is so fucking wild. It's oh, and you did a James Bond theme song. Like,
0: yep, it is great. It it is fucking, I love it. I love that it's that unpredictable. Uh, and why they're one of the best bands in the world. Uh, but this album is great, I think it's great. Um, yeah, this is where it started to click, and where the the grunge connection started to make sense. Even though it doesn't sound grunge at all, you hear how because this is '87. This is like grunge wasn't a thing yet. Green River was starting up, I think. Well, I when was no Green River might have been earlier '85. Your memory is impeccable. I, I think I think so. I could be wrong, but I'm on audio talking about these bands, and I have no idea. <laughs> it was a long time ago, to be fair, uh, and I just happen to have a fondness for for grunge and all that. Yeah, but. Yeah, great album. Uh, new direction. They're more. They're moving toward a thing, and we're going to hear even more of it next. Uh, and this next one is uh well. They're they got a little label called Atlantic. Let me. S- well, no, I'm going to let it play. Another parallel with the Melvins. Oh, signing to Atlantic. Atlantic. And this is by the way their only major label al- album. T- so that'll show you how well it did. Yes. <laughs> but this is 1990s. Third Eye. These are all the young, attractive,
1: feminine members of Red Cross on the album, right? Well,
0: I'm Joe. I'm Joe. I, I, you know the story behind the cover, right? I don't. You know who that woman is, right? No, I don't know. I can't wait to tell you. Okay. Oh, wait
1: till the song, please. I. You know how sometimes there's artists with the same name on these streaming services and they get lumped? Yeah. I like. I had to like double Double check check. Yep This is a
0: different thing This is like 80's pop We've just gone like The the cars Kinda Yeah I This kind of turned me up at first But I love this song And this This Chorus Has Rom-com written all over it I'm with you I'm with you Oh that's great
1: If you're in Fast Times okay. and you're sleeping with a sleazy stereo guy, this song comes on when yep. you're sneaking out of your room.
0: God damn, I love it.
2: That's
0: fucking hilarious. That's so beautiful. Uh, best. Best personal favorite. This album. Fucking rules. I love this album. I'm so happy I found this album. I'm so excited
1: i did not love that song but there's something about this album where the longer it goes on the more i was just like let's fucking go let's do
0: this absolutely i think it so much there's so much to say about this album. but first off the cover my favorite cover of all the albums it's a great looking cover the naked girl on the cover sophia coppola there we go hell yeah <laughs> and then that prompted me to be like why the fuck is Sofia Coppola naked on a Red Cross album cover? So then I I started like reading out on her, and she's like heavily associated with like a lot of good music, and we, it's like bizarre.
1: Does she know all the horrible things Buzz has said about her?
0: <laughs> has he has
1: he gone on record? He's like she's one of the like he's like lost in translations like one of the worst dog shit movies ever made.
0: <laughs> it's one of the most beloved
1: movies of all time he fucking hates it <laughs> he's like it sounds he's like it's what it's like the most pretentious i'm like not verbatim but yeah he's like it's like a pretentious person's idea of a good movie, and it's just the most boring movie ever fucking made. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, this is what you fucking think cinema
0: is. Oh wow, that's. I mean, that thing is like beloved, <laughs> beloved by so. What do you think of it?
1: I happen to agree with Buzz on this.
0: I've never seen it. Yeah, I, I know so many people that it's like one of their favorite movies ever, and I just. Refuse to watch it.
1: <laughs> I don't recommend it to
0: anybody. So interesting. Oh I, so I'm not- so curious. Now I, I see. I always just never wanted to see it just for the sake of like eh, I'll just it'll just I'll just die not having seen sure. it. Now because of that, I want to see it. So I want to see what he's what he's yeah. angry about. I um, no, I I agree with him. I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> god bless you uh i her her wikipedia is too fucking big to find where i saw it but or which artist she's like associated with but um it was way more than i was expecting and it was oh there it is uh sonic youth yeah yeah there it is sonic youth black crows madonna um None of that surprises me. Uh, the Sonic Youth one is surprising, yeah, as well as obviously Red Cross. That's
1: o- really ob- surprising. Obviously Red Cross. You know how like M- Madonna's body count is really high. I like to, I like to think maybe like Steve or someone from the Melvins
0: slipped and oh, I believe <laughs> at least at least Steve, at least Steve, <laughs> he could have went undercover as a woman and then <laughs> during one of her. Uh, he was a, a,
1: a backup dancer for her 1991. No, that
0: would be fucking funny. hysterical. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to this album. Uh, I love every song pretty much. Yeah. I, this one, uh, when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is, this is a, a fantastic album. Uh, I want to hear this again. And then when I went back to it the second time, I was like, I'm going to keep going back to this one. I, 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 this is going to be on rotation for a while. Uh, this is going to hold a place in my library forever. Goddamn, brother. <laughs> I, I do love this album a lot. Um, I wasn't <laughs> expecting
1: to hear a song like Shonen Knife on here because that's actually like a ripper.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, I believe a Japanese band named themselves after this song, which I didn't even know until this album. because I always knew the band Shonen Knife didn't know it was a Shh. reference
1: um melvin's red cross with support by boris
0: and shonen knife another similarity there it is there it is uh, uh um but yeah that's on a fucking amazing drama is a bunch of shredding bubblegum factory is exactly what it sounds like on the nose as fuck yep um damn if it ain't catchy as hell though man i I really like it i I dig those those uh female backup vocals too i like the drumming on that a lot i wasn't expecting to say that um i have to call it out immediately because i referenced it earlier 1976 first of all (laughs) robert hecker's paul stanley impression in that song is incredible
1: yeah there's porn, yeah. There's porn guitars on it, so it's it's not as good as the NWO theme. But. No, nothing is though. Uh,
0: it's like a pop rock song. It's like a it's my least it's probably my least favorite song on the album. Yeah, but it's still a good song. I think it was in one of those fucking movies. What movie was it in? Um, it's probably I think it's been in, in several movies. That I, or no, I don't remember. I'm gonna say John Cusack movie just for fun. Yeah, they they've also had yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, but. The, I believe, at least according to Wiki, people thought st- that was Paul Stanley on the album. Oh, that's shit. how much he sounds like him. It's funny because before you, I it was just like,
1: is very Kiss-like, and then so that's funny that
0: we tease it too much. We got to put it on.
1: I didn't really think
0: about it. It's incredible. He sounds just like Paul Stanley. The scream. How did he do the scream, man? Oh, that's great. (laughs) So good. Uh, Okay. So a lot of these songs are just absolutely incredible. Fucking Annie's Gone is so undeniably hooky. I don't even give a fuck about how glossy and bubblegummy it is. It's just quality writing. Great song. Um, Love the guitar solo on where I am today. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, fucking amazing amazing stuff there that song it's uh it's the longest song here it's like five minutes it has a it's it got a lot of new waviness to it but really cool driving snare there's like there's this moment like around halfway where it gets fucking wild with all these crazy guitars and drums mm-hmm. uh really well done uh zero or zara zero call out my name Pfft, i i can't relay how much i love that song more soul
1: vocals more organs
0: fucking obvious kiss influence i mean full-on blatant Oh, they were listening to Kiss when they wrote this opening riff. Yeah, but goddamn, do I love this song! That the the chorus gets me every every fucking time. It pumps me up. It makes me happy. Yes, love that song.
1: Uh, the way you describe that is kind of how I feel about Elephant Flares. Ooh, fucking rules! Uh the horns with the guitar playing on there are just fucking. That could be an opener, and they fucking closed with it. So it, great choice. That's just how wild this album
0: is. Yeah, it's so fucking, it's the most fun. It's a, it's like the, it's one of the least offensive albums I've heard in a really long time where, yeah, maybe this type of thing isn't your favorite music ever, but if you get mad at it, you're, you're, you're being a fucking bummer. There's like, it's so, it's just so nice and fun. Well, best case
1: scenario, I didn't give it a bad accolade yeah exactly i, I gave it the best
0: accolades. i was hoping this would be your best i was like there's a chance it could be something else but how can you deny this album it's so fucking great
1: you're gonna you're gonna cry blasphemy but uh it to me it feels like their version of time by elf
0: <laughs> i don't think so because people didn't uh fans didn't like time. sure
1: sure but this in the sense of like how out of left field it uh, yeah yeah. it
0: is out of left field it is definitely not neurotica
1: yeah yeah it
0: is way more power way more power pop than ever before it's
1: not they don't do another album like this ever again
0: yeah it's there's stuff that's similar in like spirit and the way it's written but never quite like this this is a this one just yeah this is a a a fucking delight a delight of an album i want to i don't know if there's anything i'm missing that i want to point out lastly but um not really i mean it's all great it's all fucking great every song debbie and kim love is not love love is not love is fucking great uh yeah it's it's it's, it's love is not love and come is not come larry i just i just got it i fucking god damn it leon <laughs> aka jb smooth um yeah you've heard these songs before but you haven't heard these songs before like if you heard what this Ar- is
1: arranged like this yeah, yeah
0: like the the songs are truly unique well-written unheard of before songs played in a way that's very warm and familiar and fun yeah goddamn i love it but both uh both of our best alex's personal favorite as well as his best it was spirit of 76 that's 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 right around this time period they were in spirit of 76 with fucking devo and leaf garrett fucking (laughs) david cassidy i
1: feel like leaf garrett has like a weird like grunge he was like in something else.
0: Well, he, he sang on the teen spirit cover on uh, the maggot. That's
1: what the, I was looking for. One, one of the you.
0: worst covers of all time. And one thank of the you. worst vocal performances I've ever heard. Or one the- of the best, <laughs> <laughs> truly one of the best worst. Cause he's not, he's not singing it wrong. It just sucks.
1: <laughs> I'm glad they somehow remained loose friends. It seems like, <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that. At least like chummy. Uh, what, oh, this was uh this album was also produced by michael Vale blum apparently he worked on like a prayer before this from madonna there we go there's the connection there we go there's always a connection to madonna it's so weird always ah wow uh so uh this is from our, our boy tom well first of all this album is on atlantic there was a lot of not push, but there was a lot of production there's a lot of management credits on it there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people involved i think they were expecting it to do well and i'm gonna go ahead and tell you it did not
1: oh really you mean this like weird throwback (laughs) slash hybrid of
0: power pop garage bubblegum? Yeah, yeah yes no they didn't like it too much and it didn't do that well but you know what else is new uh but according to our boy tom he said he said, to my great shame, I never really listened to Red Cross before researching this episode, but listen to this album. I can hear a huge influence on the Manic Street Preachers who we had a request to do them at one point. Mm-hmm. Uh, no doubt Red Cross would really inspired many bands over the years. And now I understand why Steve McDonald always seems ca- so casual about being in the Melvins. This guy's a proper living legend. I agree. It's like, it's, a, it's one of those, it's a band that you don't consider had as big of an effect as, as they did. They really did. Even like with the I mean the documentary is not even out yet, but on like the all the the notes, you know, uh on the website like about it and who they're interviewing and who's on it, like this band influenced way more people than you would ever imagine. Like for sure. People that, not even in music. That is kind of our bread and butter. Yeah, the, the bands that the unsung heroes for yeah, he's like your favorite band's favorite band. Yeah. Or your favorite TV show's executive producer's favorite band
1: your favorite lost in translation director's favorite band
0: (sighs) man (laughs) she was great in the godfather (laughs) as the infant (laughs) she fucking nailed it dude anyway
1: (laughs) she might have some good movies i've only seen the one though
0: yeah she's done a yeah a bunch i i again i've not jumped on that well but uh now they are they're on what is it Mercury, or this way up? I don't know exactly. This way it might have been a reissue, mm-hmm. um, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but this came up a few years later. This is 1993's Phase Shifter.
2: Yeah, so it,
0: it was a nice little Easter egg for uh, standing in front of Poser I the first I, EP.
1: I thought. Uh, broken You know how Apple Music just kind of skips the tracks sometimes? It does sound like it did that,
2: yeah.
0: Now that is big 90s production. Yes, very of the times. This is like, I think their final big shift in sound. Mm. Like, this sounds nothing like anything they've ever done. This is...
1: uh, yeah, very like Dino Junior.
0: Like, oh, okay, yeah. And it mean, same. It's a, the right time period. I actually do like the song a lot. It's not bad. I like it more every time I hear it. I forget how much I like it. Yeah, that's a killer main riff.
1: Not a, uh, not a, not a perfect album, but uh, I would, I would say the last
0: time I had a decent time. Really, this was my first not decent time. This is one of my last favorite. This is like my second least favorite album.
1: I think at first, but um, and towards the middle, and there is some like uh it's just the, like the same song. There's but,
0: yeah, a lot of sameness
1: for sure. Um yeah, I don't know. There's just some like cool shit. There definitely is. uh Monolith is just like a fuzzy ballad and I don't think I've ever used those two words together before. So
0: Really nice yeah. F- yeah. There's really nice moments in that one. Um that that save it for me. This is where this album I think is where the beetle stuff gets a little intense. And I say that almost entirely because of Jeff's vocals. He now just Mm -hmm. sounds like John Lennon. And (laughs) maybe not so much on the opening track, but almost every other, because that opening track is an outlier. That's like one of the more 90s sounding songs. Everything else kind of leans back into this uh, power poppy 90s rock kind of thing, which is a weird way to put it. But here is also, this album is also one of the most obviously derivative albums of other bands. (laughs) Really? And I feel that because I have two major citations. Okay. On uh, the, I'll start with the the more egregious of the two. Huge wonder Huge is just wonder. the outro to War Pigs, note for note. <laughs> you
1: put it on? Remember the outro to War Pigs? No, not like probably obviously not the way you do. Well, let me just say okay. before I put this on, it made me think of a different band and obviously red cross did it first huge wonder is actually like a standout track to me because it sounds like trail of dead before trail of dead really like that riff that's like a trail of dead riff to me all right right, here we go oh yes yeah i yeah never (laughs) until right now realized
0: how similar Trail of Dead is to, to, to Black Sabbath? <laughs> oh man, the, the song itself is different, but that riff is literally the outro to, to War Pigs.
1: It is, um, yeah. The like, yeah. Oh man, even bands I don't. That's just how, how much I love Black Sabbath. I guess. Yeah. Even bands
0: that don't sound like Sabbath sound
1: like Sabbath. Um,
0: the the other I two citations. The other one where I feel is is a little bit on the nose. Uh, uh Saragon sounds like if the Beatles wrote Ben a Sun by Nirvana.
1: Mm, yeah Same
0: exact riff as Ben a Sun.
1: I don't like that song. Nor so, do I. Yeah. Um what I like I like Crazy World. It's a little nastier. Really? A little nastier. It's than, not bad.
0: It's not bad. i felt at that point I was getting like, oh no, I think they're falling into a routine on this album. And that's the first sign of it that I got.
1: Um Only a Girl, I've very like Mixed feelings about because mm-hmm. I like it, and then they start singing and I don't like it, yeah. But then there's like weird things like a quick, like twangy guitar section, and uh, yeah, overall thumbs up.
0: And that win, a net huh? win, net win for you,
1: yes, yes.
0: The song sounds to me like it was, it's definitely something like that was pulled right out of the 60s, obviously heavier and better performed and stuff, but um, uh, yeah, a lot of that has that early Beatles feel to it, um. I mean, the vocals alone, like that one's hard to get over. Uh, like he doesn't sound bad at all, but it's just it's just he sounds so much like John Lennon. And one thing I I keep forgetting to mention, because it was on the, the first album, mm-hmm. um, Born Innocent. And a little bit of uh, uh, Team Babes, a little bit of that one. Jeff sounded like fucking Eric Cartman. Like <laughs> that's how that's where his voice came from. That's where what started. And now he sounds just like John Lennon. It's, it's just bizarre. Crazy trajectory yeah you'd never never call that one (laughs) if you didn't already know it was gonna happen Um, after school special is one of the uh, maybe the first noticeable instance not the first one of the first noticeable instances on one of the originals with fucking pianos Mm -hmm. like Like, really well done like beautiful pianos 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 Um, but really the song itself though really angry uh, some good control chaos in there I think it's great um
1: not the strongest but uh not near the bottom for me
0: it's i found it near the bottom because like i there's stuff on here that i do like a lot like a lot like a like visionary i think it's great pay for love i like a lot too along with um miss lady evans i think it's a cool dirty dirty bass. Mm-hmm. um uh and even the closer any hour every day is, i think has a pretty good pretty good energy and performances, but. Out of all the albums, even the ones that I wasn't too, too hot on, or that I thought I was too hot on, mm-hmm. when I went back to them, there were songs were like, fuck, that's a great song. This is like one of the few albums where I was like, no song really stuck out. I was like, that's awesome. Other than like the the opener, Jimmy's fantasy. That's fair. Yeah. So on that alone, I was like, all right, it's, it's fine, but it, I feel like it definitely feels like a step down. So unsurprisingly, there's a whole new lineup on this album. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got Eddie Curzio on lead guitar now and no proper drummer. Well, mm-hmm. we got Brian Wrightsell but I don't know if he, that counts. I mean, who along with uh gear Finelli on piano or keys, they're not going to be here next album. So it doesn't really fucking matter. I don't know where you find all these Italian people in L.A. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't remember a single a single Italian in LA. I know. <laughs> well, I know, maybe transplants, but... I know like one one Italian. Probably, I probably met a few half Italians or yeah. something like that. Uh, but this was produced and mixed by John and John Angelo. Sorry, John Agnello. And he's got a pretty wild kind of uh, credit list here. Uh, he worked on... Uh, John Cougar camps uh huh. You worked on uh Rockin' Rock a Hard Place" by Aerosmith. Uh, Patty Smith's War, not according to Tom, not that Patty Smith. A Different one. The the, the one with the S M Y T H. Uh, Twisted Sister, "Stay Hungry." Cindy Lauper, "She's So Unusual." Uh, no Breaks by John John Waite. Sonic U. Sonic, and then later on, you get the more yeah. obvious ones: Sonic U, Dinosaur Junior, Screaming Trees, The Breeders, Jawbox, Buffalo Tom, Alice Cooper. Uh, pretty good credits. Pretty good credits, but aside from that uh, we move on pretty quickly to this next one so find it on YouTube if you would like this is 1997's show world this is a cover by the quick there we go which explains the insane power poppiness of it yeah I love these melodies. It's it's so sparksy. Yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that's just what the quick is like.
2: And a Still, sounds like John so
1: the Also, crazy how '80s it sounds.
0: Yeah, this song particularly. It's also less heavy and chunky compared to the last album. Yeah. Can,
2: can, is a new edge. Sand, sand, it's a coming rage. Pity, please, man. Pity, please, my baby. Don't ask me because
0: i already ready I say man. It's a crap, crap, crap. Please, man. Here is the pop up. <laughs>
2: So it. It all right. me right.
0: I did this song. Also, there is no more uh, power poppy song title than "Pretty Please Me." They always have like some kind of cute pun punny title. Mm-hmm. Sparks is very known for that. Um, Least favorite. Ah, oh, man, I get it, but I this is one where I. It had worse. This was this was going to be worse. Yeah. And then I went back to it. I was like, I love way too many of these huh. songs. I, I, it's flawed. It's flawed. It's inconsistent. Yeah. But the highlights, are, I think, are some of the best songs.
1: I don't know. I guess there's a few.
0: Girl God. Girl God fucking rules. Absolutely rules. I what's wrong with that it's a, it's a dark and emotional ballad it's rare in their discography powerful it's fucking it's one of my favorite songs from them period it's like it's the most 90s thing they've done this is the most 90s album they've done for sure yeah and
1: it's just i don't, I don't know that was not doing it for me
0: i see that on songs like stoned where i it won me over um eventually Oops. uh but it is not it's very it's like a nineties beatles uh which is probably kind of sounding like what I said in the last album but um it it what it shows is that they finally sound like the decade that they're in, <laughs> whereas like before it'd always be like there's hints of nineties uh but mostly it's this yeah kind of throwback thing, but now this like oh this is a full on nineties album with hints of what they were before
1: like uh, get out of myself, big, big beatles production
0: i was pretty pretty fatigued by that one uh that it's like it's more the same it's a lot of the beat the beatles is really letting the it's it's beating into your skull at this point Mm -hmm. uh but even though even with that some of the stuff here i really do like fucking kiss the goat uh it's the it's the original closer um i fucking let on the it's on youtube as a bonus track Um, I mean, it doesn't matter. Sick Love is like what it usually ends with. That's like on reissue that's the bonus track. Mm -hmm. I can do without it completely. Kiss the Go as a closer I think is fantastic. Hits unexpectedly unexpectedly hard compared to everything else in the album. It's very 90s. Mm -hmm. Very, very 90s. But I I still think it's very good. Um, I was turned off to Ugly Town at at first but that chorus won me over quick. I love it. (laughs) I think it's great. I mean, the verses are a little drab but that course is enough to make me a, a full fan of it
1: oh man um highlights for me teen competition yes hell yes uh that rules and then uh didn't love it at first but it won me over secret life is yep yep a big epic walker brothers-esque
0: that is very walker walker i didn't even think about that yeah, yeah. it's very theatrical um everything else i can not fucking like
1: oh i love this i don't know i can say like previous albums have like an energy to them where even if i don't love them i can i can recognize that that it factor that they have for some people Uh and this album i'm just like it's it doesn't feel like it's there for me but oh wow what, what do i know
0: well it's it's not perfect and a, and a lot of it does depend on your mood and and how many times you come back to it like uh mess around is when i first heard it, i was like this isn't bad but following girl god it is unfortunate sequencing it's mm-hmm. like i don't like it because because of the way it's put in the album and then on second lesson i was like nope it won me it completely won me over it like, completely like it's a very ni- it's a beautiful it's an emotional power pop ballad it's very nice. But not as good as uh, Secret Life. I I guess. I probably yeah, I probably agree with that. Um, fall the Leader is, has CCR written all over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, that that Fall... See, see dude, we could also go fucking Eric B. Eric yeah. B. Oh, Rock yeah, yeah, that's He's right. That's fall right.
1: All the leaders. All the leaders. Rock him, Jonathan Davis, Fieldy. Oh, <laughs> Head Monkey. <laughs>
0: it's just dave silva yep oh (laughs) underrated drummer underrated drummer
1: (laughs) uh yeah it's been been a while
0: (laughs) it's been a while since we referenced corn at length god damn they just keep coming up uh as for fall leader the, the song it's not terrible it doesn't stick with me so much it gets very jammy there's a lot of moments on here where it's like uh it's, it's a very that's a cool arrangement choice but i don't i just don't feel it overall because it, it's not corner
1: eric b and rock
0: that's the, and it's the only reason it's because it's not them it's it fails It fails yeah absolutely uh but uh, yeah it's your least favorite i get it the evolution has de- definitely feels a little stunted compared to the last couple like where i mean you, you get these giant shifts and mm-hmm. then this one it's like oh this is kind of like the last one in, um with, but worse i i think it's better i think it's better than the last one yeah but uh this is uh where things would go south a little bit well before we go into the 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 fucking death <laughs> so apparently this album it turned them on to robert plant joe elliott of Def Leppard, and dave davies of the kinks they all became fans of red cross from this album
1: What the fuck? I don't know. This feels very similar to uh, a few weeks ago on Silkworm, finding out (laughs) that albums I didn't care for were actually
0: beloved. Beloved considered the best and stuff. It's you fucking never know. Never know. That's why... It's Yeah, it's beautifully subjective. You it's, If you yeah. make a call on anything, you have no idea what you're talking about. It's just how you feel, and good for you, and good for us. That's it's, what we do. That's part of why we do this, yes. Yeah, and it's, it's always fun to hear. I mean, Robert Plant is a fan of Red Cross. What the fuck? <laughs> so this is recorded by recorded and mixed by Chris Shaw. Apparently, I think, he, is that him? Yeah, I think he did, also did Ween, Skunk, uh, Anansi, Super Furry Animals. I didn't know Skunk and Nancy or Anansi, whatever, uh, until I looked them up and got super fucking angry because they're the ones that did that god-awful Search and Destroy cover for that dog shit movie, Super, super Punch, Super Kick, Super Punch, Sucker Punch.
1: Oh. Fu- the Zack Snyder movie. That's funny you bring that up. Because I randomly saw it was the 12 year anniversary of that movie. Oh, I feel I was fucking like, old. I was like, what a fucking dark day for movies and what would come after that. And yeah, fuck Zack Snyder.
0: Yeah, that's uh that was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in theater. Hands down. Yeah. I can't imagine
1: watching that movie and being like, this guy, we're gonna give him the keys to the kingdom for DC. <laughs> this is the guy.
0: Uh well, they didn't now they gave it to fucking James Gunn
1: well of uh, that ten, uh, ten years later
0: at least they learned from their stupid decisions <laughs> have they we'll see when they make they probably i if they make some a million gajillion dollars, which I feel like it's probably gonna uh they'll forget the name Zack Snyder entirely uh but that movie did stink And that cover of searching a story I remember vividly from twelve years ago how fucking enraged, incensed, livid, fucking fuming. I, I Awful.
1: Yeah. Awful. It's, everything about that movie sucks ass, except when Oscar Isaac goes, my employees!
0: I forgot. I always forget That's, he's in that, because it's like one of his earlier movies, and it's like, yeah, he's on top of the world right now, but no, no, one, no one's exempt from some, some garbage flicks here and there.
1: Comedian. I believe I don't remember if it was Paul Scheer or uh, Jason Mendoza. Yeah. One of them they called it Inception for stupid people with 100% more rape. There's a lot of rape in that movie. There's
0: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah. So much rape in that movie.
0: And it's like not the movie for that. It's like not the kind it's like it's a zany no. crazy action movie with giant bad special effects. I can't it's think like- of a worse movie to put put rape in than that movie it's a lot dude yeah that movie really fucking sucked <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so I, so this is like the, the sad sad ending of this this album and band uh, the band took a indefinite hiatus um, after this because Eddie Kurtzill the guitarist uh, he died on June 6 1999 uh, I was trying to find more info and what I ended up finding was uh, an, the tiniest iddiest bittiest mtv article from 99 that fucking pissed me off uh because at least according to that article it it seemed like it was an overdose and it was obvious that mtv hated this band because they didn't really help them or promote them at all but in the article of the guitarist dying it referred to uh red cross As uh, kitschy and like some other like like really like insulting
1: like passive aggressive
0: yeah like really shitty underhanded insult like okay cool you don't like the band they're not for you that's not no you shouldn't have a problem with that if the dude in the band died and now they're breaking up because of that hold off on the fucking passive aggressive comments maybe you fucking cocksucker. The problem was the
1: the fat, bald guy that wasn't Matt Penfield wasn't working there at the time. I'm looking his name up. Um, was it e- Ian Robbins?
0: I don't know my MTV personalities.
1: I think his name was Ian Robinson. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was the coolest. Really? Coolest. Oh, man. Like, he would just, like name drop random fucking bands i'd be like who and then they were fucking cool oh wow like like he genuinely loved music
0: yeah without those people whatever they're a part of will turn to horror it will turn to pain and anguish and and misery
1: he he was a little well i found it a little annoying because he'd always uh, when he was on mtv2 he'd always do mtv2 oh
0: with the uh if you're listening yeah the heavy metal the double arms. horns it's endearing but it is like come on dude <laughs> stop that <laughs> fucking I, it off.
1: but overall he put a lot of fucking cool bands over then yeah. probably got some bands some press they wouldn't otherwise get so
0: yeah like even even red cross maybe was the last album uh face shifter or maybe it was third eye they got some some playtime on 120 minutes. Silkworm got 120 minutes playtime. Like some people were like, yeah, fuck it.
1: Look, Let's we got 120 shot. minutes here. We'll yeah. take we'll take whatever you indie indie alternative college radio folks got.
0: Yeah, maybe someone will like it and some people do. God damn it. But because of the death, uh they just like, all right, we're gonna fucking chill and not do this for a while. Which is also interesting because they run through guitarists pretty frequently. Yeah. And this one impacted them enough to not make music anymore.
1: That's like heartbreaking, but also like really sweet and very hearing that they had a connection like that. So
0: it's, yeah, it's super sad, but well, they eventually reunited uh, as we, as we know, because they were still around right now and they reunited with a couple, uh, well, they have two, two reunion albums as of right now. Uh, and this is the first one. If you're ready. I right. am ready. Hell yeah. This is 2012's Researching the Blues. Hello, production. Modern. It sounds like it's been 15 years since the last album. It's
2: getting her to be alone with that
0: And now Jeff no longer sounds like John Lennon. This is fine for one song. I agree. I like this song. It's chunky, it's very fun. And it's also just a nice change from the last couple. Very Nirvana sounding.
1: Also, probably going to cook some flat for this. Reminds me of the Vines.
0: I have not listened to the Vines. I'm sure I've heard them and didn't like them. Uh, worst. Worst, least favorite. I can't believe we agreed as much as we did on this episode. I really can't believe it. This has got to be like one of the worst comeback albums. I don't think it's one of the worst. I don't. I don't. I think it's their worst album. I don't think it's one of the worst comeback albums. I really, really don't like this. (laughs) So this is uh, this is the Neurotica lineup. Like member for member, Stephen McDonald. uh, Sorry, sorry, Roy McDonald on drums. No relation. Uh, And Robert Hecker's back on guitar.
1: Yeah, be a lot cooler. If it was Michael McDonald. That'd be, or the worst thing ever, but probably the best thing ever. I want to keep forgetting about this album.
0: Ayo. Uh So the songs I like on here, they're only because they aren't a, like a, a blatantly awful. <laughs> I only like one song.
1: Well, I guess two songs. Which? The title track, right opener, and then
0: um, Hazel Eyes. Like, uh, you like know yeah, towards the end, that I think is the best song on the album. There we go. Yeah, Hazelize is fantastic. Um, it is the, the acoustic, it's only a song with like prominent acoustic guitars on it, and it they seem to get more fleshed out as the song goes on, it gets stronger and stronger mm-hmm. as it goes on. That's the original closer, um, which I believe should have been the closer, mm-hmm. but bonus tracks and reissues. They added Pop Show with Jeff's lovely daughter Astrid on vocals. And boy, do I fucking loathe it! I think it's my—it's my easily my least favorite Red Cross song across the board.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that was his daughter. I'm just gonna say I don't like it and be nice then.
0: Well, she's like a singer. She has her own band. Yeah. She's like uh She was like, um, maybe like fifteen or something mm-hmm. at, uh, at this time, uh, but she she sounds like you know like a Paramore style, you know, teen angsty. Girl
1: <laughs> very poppy, and not in the cool way that I like poppy
0: oh fuck. I'd actually go this over that poppy, I fucking can't stand that poppy, no poppy, poppy's better oh uh, yeah, 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 but there's
1: like cool song titles, but then you listen to them and you're like, Ugh. there's
0: stuff I still enjoy here that I can't really defend, like winter blues, um it's just it just makes me feel nice
1: I. I really dislike things like meet Frankenstein. This is the one where like the sixties seventies.
0: Oh, that one is worship. was yeah. just too
1: goddamn much for me.
0: That one is a, is a bit much. And it's, it's also extremely brief. You think it would come and go and be uh, inoffensive. It's, no <laughs>
1: it's, I mean, it's fine All their albums are short but this one this one is very short as well a compete like shang chi or wait no that's a super this is a bad guy in mortal combat oh shang song sang okay
0: you reverse the continents and those are sang i'm gonna call it, i'm sticking with that one that's yeah. what we're gonna call it whatever uh, i took my soul it Took your soul. really uh I the fact that I had to like decide that like oh wait I think this one actually is the worst. It wasn't like a cut and dry I was in agony kind of thing.
1: I knew immediately unless the one after this was somehow worse.
0: So it hit you pretty quickly. Yeah, I uh, knew. interesting. Uh there's stuff here that like I like how they did it and not necessarily the song itself like stay away from downtown mm-hmm. the, the the rhythm of it and the drums or not what you'd expect from a song that that sounds like that. It's very unusual. I, but aside from that, I don't think it's that spectacular. I think it's fine though. Um apparently uglier was written by both McDonald's and their wives together. Mm-hmm. But there's like a, a beautiful loving family moment
1: And we're just like
0: I I don't like the song so much. I mean it's it's cool. I'm okay with it, but um just I'm just when, you, when you're coming off of a bunch of stuff that you liked a lot, uh, this one did let me down a little bit.
1: I just, I just don't think it's, as someone who didn't like love it the way you did, um, uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. doesn't feel as as strong or
0: the the thrill is gone. So. It It's also one of the samiest albums that they have. There's extremely so little, huh? Oh, that's another good word for it. It's extremely little diversity. There's, and it does hurt it. And there's a couple, yeah, there's some moments where I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's a standout thing there. I like a a verse to the new temptation. Like, that's a good fucking moment. I like that. But it has the least amount of standouts. Like none of the songs here, I think are their best songs Mm -hmm. ever or one of the best songs. And, but if you're a fan of the band, I think it's fine. I'm a mm-hmm. fan of the band. It's fine. I, okay. I, I don't hate it. I mean, I'm not going to go back to it probably for a long time or if ever, but it's, it's fine. It's fine. I, there's, especially look like with Hazel Eyes. Like, I'll take Hazel Eyes. It's a good song. Rad. Um, but at this point, I was like, all right. Uh, I like what they do. I like how they are, but I'm not like super jazzed about yeah. know, this, this new direction or anything.
1: Me neither. Yeah. Um, yeah, did not have a good time with this. For some reason, I thought Mario from Rocket, from the Crypt, was in this line. I don't know why I thought that. He's fucking not.
0: But, you just thought it? You just happened to think it? And I just
1: want to share that with the world. Though. There it is. Well, he's <laughs> not, but... He, I thought he was for, for some reason. I'm this confusing off and Red Cross. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's the same band. Uh, no, they're is, different it, bands. It is
0: Steve, though. Um, I, but this...
1: I, I do think it's funny uh people I remember people trashing a, a wolf mother type band or a uh a jet, if you will.
0: Oh yeah. I mean I still don't like Wolf Mother at at all.
1: But I'm just like this feels worse to me. Like just cause they're like starving artists, the the like
0: you get you give it more you cut it more slack, yeah get, there's more romanticism of like they're they're still being original, even though it doesn't really feel that original.
1: No, not at yeah. all. Where like you're like, oh, fucking Wolf Mother has a hit song. Fuck those guys.
0: Yeah. Like we it's you can kind of consider it the same amount of like, well, they're just kind of rehashing some stuff that's it's done before or that's been done before. Um but having said that, this was uh produced and mixed by Steve and it sounds fucking great. It's like the best sounding album they have. I was so checked out and like I liked the way other albums sounded. Well, they, they did sound good for what they yeah. were. Like you, you kind of want that that um, more. I don't know that that less crisp production for because it's just it, it reminds you of the seventies. Like that stuff, it doesn't sound as perfect, and pristine as something that was recorded this year. But it sounds good for what it is in that sure. era. It, it kind of it all it's all part of one thing. It feels like yeah. Uh, but according to Steve uh, about this album, he says. When we did researching the blues, we started it about a year after we had reunited, knocked out the basic tracks, then sent uh but spent the next five years trying to finish it a lot A lot of that was just practical matters, and the other part part of that was we were doing that without any support. We didn't have a record label we were just making a record hoping that someone would give a fuck eventually they would. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: and I feel kind of bad, but
0: whatever. It caught on, it caught on, and they they're they're doing well now. That's yeah. why we're glad, but, but we're not done. This is our both of our worst, my least favorite as well, uh, but we got one more, and this came let's, out, huh? Let's fucking go. Let's go, baby. This is 2019's beyond the door. Way louder. But, uh, yep. This is also a Henry Mancini cover, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I like this Mancini.
1: The is ruined,
0: here control, nothing like the last album. No, this is fucking awesome.
1: Just pacing all over the
2: place. Yep.
0: So it does feel 60s, but not in like a, not in a, I don't know, uh, a dreary, uh, retreading old territory kind of way. Yes.
2: There's that bass.
0: This Jam's on for a while. And uh, in- here, we got Dale Crover on drums, our boy. Mm-hmm. And then uh, new guitarist, uh, Jason Shapiro, who was... I forgot what he, where he was in. Um, uh, but he's in something. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I li- I love this album. I...
1: Well, I guess I don't count. I don't love it, but it is light years better than...
0: I feel like this is the best album since Third Eye. I really, I
1: really like this album. That sounds like a fair assessment. Also, I'm realizing Red Cross is friends with people who don't like each other or like you have like the Sophia Coppola, Buzz Osborne thing. And now I see, you know, by proxy, I'm assuming they've hung out with Mike Patton. Oh, yeah, of course. And now we have a member of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Here.
0: Yeah, Josh Klinghoffer. Um, he plays the guitar on uh, "When Do I Get to Sing My Way," which is a Sparks cover.
1: I do not like it.
0: You don't like it? No. Oh I, fuck! I do. Ah, oh,
1: goddamn it! I like. I like that's the Sparks version. Yeah, but it's just man. I, I like it. I think it's great. <laughs> I do not care for it. At times,
0: it. Sounds a little pop punky to me eh, well there's still plenty of poppiness here. Uh, this was close to being a personal favorite. The only reason why it didn't is because uh two tracks and that 's uh what 's a boy to do and john and Joan hoople um, i don 't love either they 're fine, but i don 't love them um, but they did they did hurt the pacing for me uh thankfully they 're at the tail end of the album, so it 's not so bad and it 's a very short album
1: yes um. I like fighting fighting fucking rules it feels like a while since they've done some punk shit so that's okay
0: it's like it's punky with some like party rock kiss moments yes it's great
1: yeah the title track fuck yeah that's the most dale drumming intro ever i was like is he on this cell and then i heard that and i'm like yes that's he it. is
0: absolutely it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's almost on the doo-wop side which we have never heard from them really
1: uh, ice Cream. I like that more than the other like 60s, 70s worship.
0: It's great. It's, yeah. On. Very 60s kinks, uh, bubblegum style. Really interesting chorus to it. Guitar playing on Fantastico. Roberto. Roberto. Oh, so good. Dude, it's so, it, it's the, uh, probably the heaviest song here. It's got for sure. real power behind it for some reason. And it's fucking pretty. Uh, we got some, uh, we got Buzz uh, doing lead guitar on The Party Underground. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. I really like that song a lot. Um, it, like the whole, basically the whole album. It's like all of a sudden the writing just is just it's, kicked up a notch. It
1: is different. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, the different types of songs are way way better songs. they it's really fucking well written. Um, what is it? Uh, There's no one like you. It's like um, it has a lot of indiness to it, especially in the verse. It's really mm-hmm. subtle. It's really um, quiet and close and uh jeff is i'm pretty sure it's jeff but he sounds unlike it. he's never he sounds completely different like you put that fucking song and you put on cover band yeah it's insane like, like his voice his age i think really really <laughs> well it, uh i think his voice sounds better way better now than ever um for once, Mike likes old man, but not really old man. Because when when the man, <laughs> when his voice started out like a girl way up there, and he became old, it just became normal. He yeah. Like whereas Iggy Pop goes way deep, <laughs> this guy just love it. This guy went neutral.
1: <laughs> love grizzled, oh goddamn grizzled pop.
0: <laughs> grizzled pop is pretty badass. Uh, and then uh, what else? Punk two rules. Punk two fucking absolute dude the drums on that like they're just i don't want to say hectic but they're like there's like a lot of percussion on there as well as dale going ham yes it's the most driving thing they've done maybe ever yes it's one of, yeah it's insanely energetic so much power it's very 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 busy it's a very busy song in the best way possible 100 percent. with some really good strange melodies in it too uh yeah this it's like it's as lively and fun as they've always been but the writing is back and now they're just trying a bunch of different shit it's not super diverse but it's way more diverse than the last one yeah definitely more than the last one but even more than like the ones before it too mm-hmm. Uh it made me excited for an, a, a new red cross album and that's the best best outcome you could hope for really hundred percent yeah it's like it's also like yeah, seven years since the one before. It's like that's not we're looking. We're listening to all in a row. It's like we see the the two thousand decades that we kind of like gloss over. It's like no, that's oh fucking long time. It is a long time. It's so a really big gap. I guess Merge put out this put out this album. Um, Steve said when we made this record, we already knew that Merge wanted to put it out. So that makes a really big difference to musicians sitting in a, in a room trying to figure out why they're torturing themselves trying to finish a record. And sure, art for art's sake. Uh, and Jeff is more of an artist than I am, but I prefer to know that it's not just for my own sake. And I'm just so much busier now. I'm in three bands. So we had uh, various things to use as, as deadlines to work toward who would have thought. Yeah. And just, yeah. So it's like, I guess, yeah. I mean, they're much older now. They're not probably. Also, not, huh?
1: also looking at these notes, I knew I saw Steve and Mario together.
0: Wait, what Steve
1: played in off. Oh, Oh, that's why I thought Mark. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. That, that's that's what, that's what you because you mentioned off. I was like, oh yeah, he's he's an. Because I totally forgot Steve was in off. Yeah. Okay. So I yeah I thought I thought you knew. Yeah, uh, I never heard them. I, I know he's in it, but I never heard them.
1: That's fucking insane to me. You've never heard that band. Also, I didn't know they put out an album last year. It may it may have cracked my. Really. It may have cracked my list. So uh, it's Keith Morris, right? Yeah.
0: Oh fuck! I keep. I keep forgetting to listen to that band.
1: They're like, they're they're okay. They're good, like for what they are. But that their most recent album, really, was, it rules.
0: Holy shit! According to this bio, uh, apparently uh, it says while ch- chart topping successes in America, while while chop tarp, goddamn, while chart topping success in America eluded them, they have toured the world to massive acclaim, and treated like rock gods in the UK, Spain, and Japan. That's so fun.
1: <laughs> That's the way it is. Charles Bradley. Yep. Wow. it's so hard oh, in America.
0: Oh, God. The pain, the anguish. Check out that episode. No one listens to that episode. Listen to that episode. It's insane. It's fucking, if you like sixty, seventy shit, fucking. Charles Bradley, dude. Uh, Steve is, so it's also Steve has played with Beck, Hole, Sparks, Tenacious D, and and of course Melvin's and off. Uh, the man gets around in the best places fuck around fuck around i fuck around i fuck around yep yeah god damn what a great cover yeah it's fun and the, i like them whatever man I, I i said my piece they're not for everyone they're absolutely not for everyone you, you like them you don't gotta defend i will defend them to the death uh-huh. i'll defend these these sweet sweet boys uh but yeah, thank you so much for listening and watching and hanging out. If you, uh, thank you, Jared, to, for suggesting this. I hope you liked what happened here in this room right now. Mm-mm-mm. It's talking about how sexy the guys are. If they weren't so damn sexy, would I wouldn't have to. Damn. damn you, sexy teens. Goddamn. Teen babies from Monsanto. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for supporting and hanging out with us for as long as you have been everyone else if you want to subscribe and talk some shit to us in the comments go ahead and do that leave leave your picture best and worst if you want to play along you can also do that uh and uh yeah you could uh i guess we just do the following stuff you follow me on all social media pander monkey and alex on instagram at every album alex hell yes don't forget our beloved history man tom osmond who has done so much work for us Tom, what recap oh fuck 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 you're right you're right i knew i was forgetting what recap go ahead so I bought that up and I
1: was. <laughs> <laughs> um, OK, best personal favorite third eye. What a crazy fucking album. Worst least favorite researching the blues. Don't don't bring that around me. I thought you had a least favorite. Oh, sorry. Researching the blues was the worst show world was my least. There we go. Sorry. There we go. It's been a long,
0: long episode. It's been a long episode. And it always is at this point now. For me, Red Cross, self-titled EP, personal favorite. That is i'm not going to detach myself from that record ever i i, I, just, I loved it then i as a That's kid i a, love it now
1: very on brand for mike
0: <laughs> of course i just I, I, it's my roots baby. It's my roots uh it still holds up too it's very 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 hooky especially for a bunch of fucking children in the band <laughs> uh, and then third eye best uh, i am so glad to have finally heard this i'm glad i love it uh I, I didn't know if i was gonna love a single album in this band i figured i'd like it but love Love a couple, but love that one the most. Uh, absolutely need to check that out if you're at all into this fucking zaniness. And then Worsley's favorite, Research in the Blues. Uh It is the least interesting, and I was worried that it was going to be like, oh, well, they just lost the mojo. It's not really a thing, but they turned it around, so I'm not too worried. It's just a, a blip for me
1: in their career. Mm, even when they lose their mojo, they have to go to the 60s
0: and 70s. It's what they like. It's what they know. Uh, <laughs> I can't knock him for that to- so much. <laughs> but I okay, get back to where I was uh Thanks. before I forgot to do the recap. Uh Tom Osmond, Tom com, where you can where you find all his writings about music and in, in his interviews and all that. As well as his most recent album, Industrial State of Mind, which he did with Exist and existent You can find links to all of that in the description. And Well, I think the only important thing left is a Patreon. Yeah, uh, that is the most important. We need it, baby. And that's where Jarrett requested this. So patreon.com slash every album ever. There we got some bonus episodes. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to vote on polls to decide who we cover next. Get to join our Discord and suggest our uh, EAE singles episodes, Uh, which... Yeah, we we have a, well, not next week will be a loose ends, but the week after will be a, a singles. Back on the regular schedule program. Hell yeah, and I believe that one was also thrown in the Discord, the one that we're going to be covering shortly. So that's fun. And uh, yeah, and if you're tier two, just like Jarrett, you can request a full ass discography for us to cover, and it takes longer, it's harder to do, but it's also fun and all that or whatever. So do that, please. Thank you. Right on. Okay, we at the end. I'm going to ask if you can splice whatever
1: dealer's choice song you want in here. Cause I am running extremely late.
0: <laughs> you are running. Oh my God. You are extremely late and I'm very sorry. We will splice in. Well, I mean to them, it makes no fucking difference, but I'm going to, if, if that's the case, I am going to go ahead and end it with, uh, I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong. Fuck it. Zira, Call up my name. That's good. That's a good song. I love it. I love it. And we go and listen to that now. So thank you so much for listening and watching. See ya. See ya.
2: See the distance. you've ever seen.